coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed on Movies. I'm Teddy. And my name is Matt. And if you're hearing this intro, that means that we divided this episode into two parts. Bum, ba, da, uh, <laughs> I was kind of afraid that this would happen, and uh, I'm I'm setting myself some boundaries here. Nice. I'm I setting myself it. healthy boundaries with myself. That's my new motto for the That's new year. So kind um, of you. Yeah, because this is going to be a very long episode. Um, so far, we've talked about all the stuff we've seen recently, lots of Halloween-themed stuff, so I hope you've heard all of that. If not, go back, listen to it. It's very cool, but now we're getting to the meat of tonight's recording, and we're going to talk about the films of Art the Clown. I don't know why that's what I keep singing tonight, because <laughs> it has nothing to do with Art the Clown, really. Although Art the Clown like, might be like an alien. I'm actually not sure what he is. So like, I don't he, know. he is not strictly defined in any of the films so it far. It does seem that by Terrifier 2, he's not human. Like We can definitively say yeah. he's some sort of inhuman entity. We're definitely clear on that. But I feel like uh, having gone back to see... All Hallows Eve, where he makes his first theatrical appearance, it's more clear that he is not a, a human entity from that. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get into why. But yes, um, tonight we're talking about the Art the Clown films um, currently hitting the world by storm in Terrifier 2, which we'll get to. But previously he's been in Terrifier and also in the anthology film All Hallows Eve. Yes. As well as uh, some like other shorts that existed with him. Yeah. Well, well, All Hallows Eve is mostly composed of those pre-existing yes. shorts. Yes. <laughs> which is kind of a funny circumstance uh which we'll get into now. Um uh, so, because the first film we're talking about tonight is All Hallows Eve from 2013. Yeah, and you'll have um, to lead that conversation. Um, yeah. Mostly, I I just saw this the other night, Matt. It's been a while since you've seen this. Yes. Um, uh, but this is the first introduction to Art the Clown. Well, not. I mean, I if you've seen the shorts the already, it's not. But if you only watch like feature length films, this was your first introduction. Yeah. So what this film mostly does is takes the two pre existing shorts featuring Art the Clown and expands them into an anthology horror film. Right. So uh, the film features a frame story, uh, two Art the Clown films, and a un mostly unrelated alien short in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so Art, Art, let's talk about Art the Clown to begin with. Just, just Art just, himself. Just lay out the character because he's the main focus tonight and his various appearances will be well informed by just his general character. So Art the Clown is a clown. It's a clown. He is He's in the tradition he, of a mime, really. Yeah, he he's like a mime type clown. He's all in black and white. Mm -hmm. He's got a little top hat that's attached with an elastic string. He's got a very upsetting shaped face. Uh, it's a very <laughs> pointed nose. Um, yeah, very pointed nose, pointed chin. 
it's it's shaped in such a way that you think that the person who has put on this costume is not a person. It's right. a an abnormally shaped creature. Correct. Uh, that that is that is the highlight of the face part. Um, and then he's wearing just a black and white clown suit and he carries around a black garbage bag full of stuff you just don't want to know about yeah i think that's the most upsetting thing is that it's it's just a garbage bag like it's like the anti-santa claus it's just like he's just like carrying around this garbage bag full of shit the in, in in the first short he's carrying around like a smaller bag but it's like it's like a uh like a plastic grocery bag or something, but it's all black as well. And it's just always, for some reason, that's like particularly upsetting. The idea that like, he just doesn't even have like a proper bag. (laughs) He's just got a plastic bag and he's carrying around like hammers and knives, just loosely floating around. (laughs) Right. Well, he, it's just like this idea that he's not really like, he's like winging it. He's just sort of like going, like, he's just like, I mean, and that, that's what you, the impression you get every time you see him. He's just like killing anyone who comes across his path. He's just yeah. like, fuck it. Like, and so like the, the big bags of just like various objects are, they sort of like highlight that. Like, he's just sort of like, well, I'm going to kill this person now. So what can I pull out of the bag and use? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's not like some hyper competent organized psychopath or something. He's just like, just a, a pure agent of chaos um he like his behavior is mostly noted by the fact that he while he's murderous he also just acts like a clown he's like he's laughing he's pantomiming crying and stuff and he's like jumping up and down sometimes he rides a little tricycle like i i the the most fun part of art the clown is that he's often goofy as well Right. He's not just trying to be a creepy clown. He he mixes it up and it sometimes make it makes these movies into almost a horror comedy if the horror part wasn't so intense. Yes. Like I don't think you could fairly call any of this stuff horror comedy because the horror part is very horror. I think but... we can when we get to Terrifier 2, I think we should re- revisit that point cuz I actually think Terrifier 2 successfully plays a lot of even the most gruesome stuff for laughs. Yes. Um, um but Terrifier 1 and All Hallows Eve, I don't think you can success I don't think you can call those like in the <laughs> It's just it's constantly dancing around because there's like most horror comedies even the most scary parts of them are not going to like make you want to run out of the theater or vomit or whatever, which apparently people are doing. Yes. So yeah, this is a, this yeah, is a I mean, different that's, that's kind the of big thing to take away from art. The clown too. another big thing. It's just like the sheer level of violence that art, the clown inflicts every time he shows up. It's not like, it's just like very upsetting degrees of violence. Yes. It, it, very up. Ep- very upsetting violence, uh, very quick to enact this violence out of nowhere, basically. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have a real reason for it other than just wanting to kill. Like, it's not like he decides that, like, a character is wrong to him and he goes after them. You know what I mean? Like, it's like he's he, like he just, like, does it. Like, he's like kind of a chaotic, murderous Bugs Bunny. Like, he just shows up and, like, violence just spews out of him. Right. Um, he like he sort of warps the reality 
of the world around him. Like even if the 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 sh- the movie or short is fairly straightforward up until the point where he shows up, as soon as he shows up, all rules are off. He can he can just warp the rules of time and space like a cartoon <laughs> character. Um, <laughs> it's it's very interesting, uh, and and the more you've you've seen of Art the Clown, the more you recognize that he's not just an edge lord creepy clown. He is like a a cartoon character brought to life, whose right. only mission is violence. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's what I think makes him most interesting because it sometimes he can definitely seem him and the movies writ large can seem very edge lordy, like just very like, aha, this is the most extreme violence we can come up with. But there's a different level there. There's there's like a comic level. There's a like this is just cartoonish level of violence. Yes. Which makes it more interesting than just like edge lordy high gore and violence. Yeah, I really I really think the well, I mean, we'll have to talk about all of them, but I really think Terrifier 2 really successfully highlighted that cartoonish element in a way that didn't happen in the first one. Um, So, yeah, I I really agree with that. Like Art the Clown at peak form is like just like so cartoonishly violent, um, so ridiculously over the top, gleefully violent. Um, Yeah. I mean, it does like, it's pretty horrifying. And there are moments in, in all of them that are just like purely horrific. Um, But also like, like there's a scene in terrifier too, that like the death is just so funnily over the top. Like uh, I'm thinking about the friend who gets like flayed essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Her arm gets ripped off. I'm just like, this is, I mean, it's so gross, but like, you know, you're watching the scene. It's like, she would have died so long ago and so when she's still like screaming it's just funny at a certain point because it's there, like yeah there is a meta element to it where it's like it's just funny that somebody came up with this and like continued to write this scene right and then film it like this even right. though it's patently absurd right that any of this could possibly happen right um right. exactly exactly <laughs> and like the all of it's not like that like there are other deaths in like the the sequel that are like just gross and you know somebody would live through this and it's very upsetting to imagine but like <laughs> um you know there are moments where it's like clearly being played for some laughs too which i think is really interesting um, um and i think the movie does that well um at least in terrifier 2 i think in the first terrifier it's more just like pure horror um, um there are very little in the first terrifier that i think is, is able to be played as as funny um, <laughs> yeah that first one has like one of the most like upsetting death sequences that like i've had to watch um it's like every time i'm like this is just like never gets easier to watch for some reason um yeah the first terrifier definitely earns its stripes in terms of just a purely upsetting horror experience um but yeah before we get to that let's talk all hallows eve um this is kind of a unique film I feel like there, you know, there's lots of horror anthologies out there, but it, very rarely do they all involve the same character like this. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, this is the directorial debut of Damien Leone, who directed all the Terrifier, Art the Clown films, um, and coming into this, 
he he was brought on by the producers who initially wanted him to just contribute the 2011 short Terrifier as part of a, an anthology, like your mm-hmm. typical horror anthology, which just has uh, like a bunch of disconnected stories. But he managed to convince the producers that this would be better if the whole movie was geared around Art the Clown and also involved his earlier short from 2006, um, which, which was is it like called the Ninth Circle or the like yeah the Ninth Circle, um, which is the first appearance of Art the Clown, right. and so in that way, Art the Clown is prominently featured in two of the three shorts, briefly featured in the other th- third, and also prominently featured in the Frame Story. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's still it's oops all art the clown here <laughs> um, so but it works yeah. i mean yeah agree keep it's, going yeah it's it's interesting the way it works like it that structure oddly like amps up the scare factor gradually over the course of the film and makes it actually pretty fucked up by the end of it um here's the thing so I, you can say whatever the fuck you want about these movies. Like you don't have to like all Hallows Eve. I think it's obviously the weakest of the art, the clown. Oh yeah. Film future film outings. Um, you can think they're just pure schlock. You can think whatever. I don't know a single person who doesn't think fucking art. The clown isn't terrifying. He is by (laughs) nature fucking horrifying to look at. Like it's he is true. So upsetting. He is so scary. It's true. Like, and, and I started out, like having just watched terrifier from the beginning, just being like, ah, oh, this ain't that scary by, by now, after having watched the other art, the clown works, I'm like, okay, this guy's pretty fucking creepy. <laughs> there I'm, was just not, something so, I'm not about this. It's, it's the fact that he doesn't, that he does do like the full mime thing. So like, not only does he not speak, he like never like screams, gasps, anything like there's no sound that is creepy. Yes. Um, yes. Absolutely. Of course, it's the fact that he's a clown. Of course, it's the fact that he's all of his features are vaguely inhuman. His nose, oh, yeah. his eyes, his teeth, his teeth, his teeth like, which we haven't talked about, which are like abnormally long and, and black and yeah. sharp and just very upsetting looking. And yes. he's constantly burying them and smiling. Yes. In this unsettling way. Yeah. Like it's just so much about him that is like, and the, the just like the way his presence is always just like. You know, like other slashers have like a, a clearly defined motive or goal in a lot of ways. Like even like like Michael Myers is like, you know, just trying to like get back to his home and like kill people who trespass, you know, like um, yeah. Jason is just like a, a same. He's trying to protect his like little little home turf. Right. Freddie yeah, is just trying, trying to, to protect like Crystal Lake. get power by staying alive and get revenge on parents in that 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 block. You know, like all of these slashers have like sort of clearly defined maybe clearly is a strong word, but they have like defined like sort of concepts for what keeps them murdering art. The clown, like just like nothing. Like it's just, he like, just shows up and starts killing everything around him. That's right. that's just all he does. Yeah. Like there's no real, it's like a very like no reason kind of murder. It's, it's, you know, it's like, like the reason like the strangers is scary. It's like, because you were home, like, like you happen to be here. Like art, the clown is the same way. It's like, why are you killing me? Well, you happen to cross my path. Sorry, buddy. Like, <laughs> um, yep. so, um, that's it's, it would suck to run into Art the clown because the moment you do, you're like in his crosshairs. Like, 
Yeah, and there's no escaping him. As soon as you're around him, you're just part of his world, and yeah. then you're dead. Yeah. Uh, well, and not, and then you're dead. You got to go through some suffering first. Um, <laughs> it's gonna take a while, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's gonna hurt. He can't kill anybody like a quick way. Um, although in all of his appearances, or I can't remember all how he well enough, but he liked he does like to occasionally pull out a gun, um, which I like. <laughs> That's that makes him extra creepy though, because I, I I do love that he uses guns occasionally, because like most slashers. That's the one thing they'll never do. But occasionally when it's like advantageous to him, he just pulls out a gun and shoots you. Yeah. Like, so it's like, he doesn't even have like the Batman rule. The Batman. Rule, <laughs> he's yeah. just, he's like, if he has to shoot you, he'll shoot you just because he just loves killing that much. Yeah. I was going to say it's because he just wants to kill everyone. Like, so like if he needs to shoot, he will instead. It's not like, I don't know. I mean, I think generally like, breaking out guns and slashers is kind of like cheap. And I think it's like less scary than other tools of murder. Um, And I think also in modern day America, it's hard to effectively use guns as a slasher and not be really off putting. Um, Just, Mm -hmm. we have our own history with guns um, at this point in this country. Guns are already everywhere. So it's not Um, that, that exciting when the, it's not that exciting. It feels a little like, um, like I, I personally don't want to think about like mass shootings when I'm doing right. Watching yeah. A slasher movie. Like I don't want to think, but they're, that. they're used just sparingly in these he, movies. He, uses like, the, he does use them in like ridiculous, like in the first terrifier, he uses it to kill one character. who's like going to escape otherwise, basically. Um, so, you know, I kind of get it. And in terrifier two, the use of guns is pretty funny. Um, and it's like <laughs> a sawed off shotgun. So it's like extra funny. Like, it's like, he's not using just like a, a, like he doesn't use like a machine gun. You know what I mean? He's not using an AK 47. Um, so that also helps. Um, but like in the, in like the, the sequel, when he uses like point blank range, fucking sawed off shotgun, it's like, right, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> he's using weapons from the outlaws computer yeah. game from LucasArts. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Let's talk about All Hallows' Eve very quickly. Yes, because please. I keep distracting us because I just don't know it as well. But go on. <laughs> this is the one you don't know very well. And uh, I don't so feel long. like there's too much to say about this. But so the basic frame story of this um, movie, which I think kind of helps start off the Art the Clown legend, is that there's there's a babysitter on Halloween just babysitting these two kids and just trying to look after them until they have to go to bed. And inside the little boy's bag, there's a mysterious VHS tape that nobody remembers seeing um, that he's received, presumably from one of the houses they were trick-or-treating at. And they're like, oh, well, I guess we can watch this VHS tape before you go to sleep. (laughs) Which I'm like, worst babysitter ever. Do not stream the mystery VHS tape Absolutely for not. the kids. I uh, would just be so convinced it was like homemade porn. I would never stream that. Yeah, you you have no idea what's on there. Uh, it's probably not something good, right? If somebody snuck it into the kids' trick or treat bag, uh, but this but this plays into like the VHS like V slash H slash S style like fear of the unknown vhs tape which Should've i just love. said the ring uh or yeah or the <laughs> ring definitely the ring as well um also like the classic fear of like 
what's in the kids Halloween bags like what's you know, in the like box the um, razor blades and the chocolate oh, stuff like that, that yeah. um, oh you know razor blades in the in the in things make an, another appearance in Terrifier um Terrifier they do too. yeah <laughs> yeah 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 these movies definitely uh, have that exact fear on the brain so mm-hmm. yeah so that like it's feeding into the classic fear that like oh there's there's unknown terrors out there in the night on Halloween and people might be putting untoward things into your child's Halloween bag. The silliest fear so, of all time. Yeah. Like the absolute silliest fear. It's great, but 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 it's good for storytelling. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Also, like when when a movie uses that as like a plot device and knows that it's kind of a ridiculous kind of fear plot device, it it it, it lets you know that the person writing that and creating that content is in on like the best jokes about Halloween. And yeah. Stuff. So like I do appreciate. Yeah. That. <laughs> it's there. It's there in Trick or Treat too. Yes. Oh my god, uh, the tr- Trick or Treat uses it very effectively and has the grossest death of a child and like horror. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Um. So. Yeah, so they start watching this mystery VHS tape. Um and the first the first bit of the tape is the first Art the Clown short ever filmed from 2006, The Ninth Circle. Yes. Uh Art the Clown is not a main character in this section, but he his appearance and his like general actions are pretty much already very well established. Right. Um he basically there's like this young woman at a train station waiting for a train and art the clown shows up and he's his classic creepy self showing up with his plastic bag and his little horn and like honking it and acting menacing. Right. And then eventually he, you know, creeps over and injects the girl with a mystery fluid, which shows up a couple times in these films. <laughs> Very upsetting. Uh, and then she wakes up in like a tunnel somewhere with some other women who are chained up. And then eventually they get murdered by like this satanic cult where they see, they seem to have actually summoned Satan and he ends up raping the men, main woman at the end. Very um, upsetting. Yes, that not not a pleasant scene. Um, pr- definitely, I would say the weakest of the segments because it it definitely feels like this is something that people filmed for like twelve dollars. Right. Um, but it you know Art the Clown showing up very effective. Uh, definitely sets the tone for the rest of the film too. As like this would be a very upsetting thing to find on a VHS tape that uh, you yeah. end up showing to children. Yes. Um, and it's very funny to me that <laughs> the babysitter lets this play through all the way until the end. And then that's when she's like, all right, you kids are going to bed. <laughs> it's like, there was, there were a number of very violent things that happened in that tape where you could have stopped at any point, but okay. <laughs> Um yeah, so that that was very troubling. Uh also very troubling how the the boy is very into this tape. He's like they keep cutting back between like the the film and the people watching it and every time like the boy is like yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's a little upsetting, <laughs> he's, right? He's very into it. He kind of reminds me of um 
the the boy at the end of Saw Six. Oh <laughs> yeah. He's like super into murder all of a sudden. It's like, yeah. Totally um, normal. A totally normal this, reaction to this have. rules. Um I love murder. <laughs> I'm a little boy and I love murder. What about it? Um Yep. Agreed. Definitely, yeah. So definitely we're starting to get some troubling vibes from him. Um, but the kids get sent off to bed at this point. And um at this point, uh some troubling things start to happen, you know. The the classic sort of like home alone on Halloween things. The babysitter's hearing things, she's going around to to look, check things out taking phone calls and like, Oh yeah, I'll meet you up for a drink after Once I get off here from babysitting. <laughs> yeah. That's never going to happen. Obviously. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> yeah. But eventually we lead into the second segment, um, which is just like this, this part was so silly. Like this was, I said that the last one was the weakest, but I'm I'm rethinking that just because this one this one like seems like it was shot better and for more money, but also like there's like no story to this whatsoever. Um this segment is all about uh like a woman home alone, uh, and then there's like aliens that land in her backyard or something, and then she's like getting hunted by the alien and she fights him a couple times before getting abducted by him. And then at the very end of the segment, <laughs> there's this painting that's been covered the whole time that her husband painted. This like, Oh yes, he, he painted this painting. It's so unlike what he usually paints. And it's very menacing and creeping. And she unveils it and it's art. The clown. <laughs> It's just a painting of Art the Clown. And it's like, at this point, I'm just like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Like, it feels like like one of those creepy pastas that somebody comes up with in right. like 2008 or 2010 or something. It's like, ooh, the clown statue in the corner. What? We don't have a clown statue in the corner. <gasps> <laughs> like, okay, yes. But it was just so funny to me that there's a painting of art the clown <laughs> hey you know what you know what that exact concept would come back for terrifier too of like of somebody's husband secretly doing like artwork of art the clown <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's true that is honestly like that is the the strongest connection between all hallows eve and terrifier 2 which yeah. is kind of funny um but so Needless to say, by this point in the watch, I was like, okay, so this is just like one of those standard crappy, like direct to streaming horror movies that you put on, especially like the anthology ones, which are very hit or miss. Right. Um, like, okay, so like, you know, they introduce the art, the clown character. It's not worth very much, but, you know, at least it's a start to the character. So that's kind of cool. But I was not prepared. <laughs> For the third segment of this anthology, which is called Terrifier. Terrifier 2011, I yes. believe. Yeah. Um, the original Terrifier, um, which was shot before this movie, but like before the anthology movie and was the 
selling point for getting Damon Leone involved in this anthology. Right. Um, this short is fucked up. <laughs> this is really fucked up. Like this is this directly goes into the art the clown formula that we're used to from the other two. Right. Um, it's about a young woman driving home late at night from a film shoot where she's a, uh, a costume designer and she, she stops at a gas station to get gas. Um, the, the gas station attendant is running off some guy in a clown costume uh, because he shit all over the bathroom, <laughs> which is funnily a point that is brought back in the next terrifier movie. Yes. There's like a whole thing with with Art the Clown and and shit. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> I I do think it's funny that like part of his whole thing, besides like brutally murdering people, is just he makes a real mess. He's yes. really gross. He really like, likes to write his name too. He's like a fucking fifth grader bored in math class. He's just he does. Like writing he, his name. Places. He always writes art on the walls. Right. That's how, how you can tell he's been there. Um, so yeah, Art the Clown gets chased off. This gas station attendant is helping our young woman protagonist. And then like he goes back into the station and she eventually goes back in there and sees Art the Clown violently beheading him with a hacksaw. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> after he's apparently like sawed off his hands and feet and stuff. Yeah. Like this is a really bloody scene. This is the first like truly gory, horrifying scene in this short film. Right. Uh, and in like in the whole anthology. Um, but this sets the tone for the rest of the art, the clown stuff. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> That is when I was like, oh, like, like we got it now. Like this is, this is where it hit its stride. Um, I also really like like the film grain on all of this. Like everything is, is shot. Like it's some old film from like the seventies that somebody discovered, even though it's clearly set in the modern day. Right. There's just this film grain on everything. Like the little spots that like show up on old projected films after they've been run through a thousand times right um there's that element to that and that'll be important later um but yeah after that she's like she's running off she's being pursued by art the clown down the highway as she's driving and of course art the clown like this is part of what makes him so scary is that he breaks all the laws of time and space he keeps showing up like in front of her like when there's no way that he could have possibly like outpaced her when she's driving in the car. Like he's just like, he's hitchhiking to the circus. He's got like a little sign and stuff. Right. He's being goofy. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's this scene where she comes up against, uh, she comes upon a car that's like parked on the side of the road. She goes to, to the driver and the driver's face is like horribly mutilated and stuff. <laughs> and she's like, he did this. I'm like, yeah, of course he did. Like <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> like, come on. Okay. You're being a little obvious, but fine. Um, but yeah, she eventually, you know, gets tracked down by art, the clown and subdued and mutilated and like, 
gets all of her arms and legs cut off and stuff. And yeah, it's pretty horrible. Yeah. He, he does. I do remember that. I do remember he gets her and it's not pretty. It's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. But what's especially horrible is like, is, is the end of the frame story. Yes. I also remember that. (laughs) It's like, as, as this is ending, she, like the babysitter who's already been really freaked out throughout all this about like, you know, art, the clown showing up multiple times in these different stories and like all the creepy sounds she's been hearing around the house. Then she gets a call on the phone and it's, it's the character from the last short when she was like trying to call nine one one. She's like, this this guy following me. He's dressed like a clown. And it's like, what? And it's, it's the exact conversation that took place during that part of the scene. Right. And she, she like has this horrible vision where like, she's looking at the screen on the TV. And like, it's, it's like this like abandoned looking warehouse or something with art, the clown, like hiding behind a post, like slowly creeping towards her and stuff. Right. And then there's this other part where it's like, the 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 screen is showing the room behind her but art the clown is there on the couch but every time she looks back he's not there it's like what the fuck what's going on <laughs> but he keeps getting closer and closer and like the <laughs> the spotty film strip effects keep sneaking into the real world um like you keep seeing the spotting bits right uh on the screen and uh eventually she runs upstairs and runs into art the clown and like we're on full like film strip effects at this point <laughs> and he's like at the top of the stairs covered in blood and laughing and like going like <laughs> doing his mime laughing and pointing into the room and she goes in to find that like the kids who she sent to bed have been brutally murdered. And then she gets killed by art, the cloud (laughs) (laughs) and there's art written on the wall. Yes, there is art written on the wall. Oh, it's so upsetting. It was very upsetting. Like, so like I said, throughout like the first two thirds of this film, I was like, this is goofy as hell. Like the last third, I was like, Oh fuck. Why did I watch this at like one in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like now i have to go to sleep like thinking about art the clown crawling out of the screen and like these specifically end it like after the credits with that same shot of him in like the abandoned warehouse slowly creeping towards the screen yes like to make you think like oh now you've watched art the clown now he's gonna invade your world yeah like oh <laughs> no go I away i want that <laughs> Yeah. So don't like that. No. That like I felt like that was a really effective ending to that movie though cuz like that could have been done so much more cheaply and it ended up being pretty effective by the end. It is. Um, I agree. I think that the sec- that part is very effective. Um I was pretty iffy on that movie if I remember correctly, but I do think some of it worked quite well. Yeah. So let's get on to Terrifier. All right. Um, This is 
yeah, the first one that I saw in this whole series, yeah, I think the first one that most people probably saw. This was released in 2016. It was. Um, it's the first film that's like just about Art the Clown. And um, this is set on Halloween. And it's just about um, how Art the Clown uh, like <laughs> just brutally murders this whole series of people in a abandoned warehouse and then commits suicide at the end. <laughs> that's it good summary no we're done that's it episode over it's very so. it's very it's very straightforward um it starts with a what is what ends up being a flash forward of art's final one sole surviving victim um giving a interview on the news and showing off like how brutally mutilated she's been um and I feel like they tried to make this like a twist ending, but I feel like it was really obvious that it was like, okay, so she got horribly mutilated. And then the rest of the story is like a flashback to everything that led up to that. And then the end of the story is like, yeah, her I, right before she gives that. Interview. I'm not really sure what the idea was for trying to make that like a, a reveal. Like, I don't know what else that could have been if it wasn't like, if it wasn't a, if the intro wasn't a a sort of f- look forward after the main events of the film, I don't know what else it could have been. Like as you start watching, it's, it's like, what else would this be? Like <laughs> it's really treated like a reveal. Like uh, in the last scene, when like it shows the final victim recovering, and then like she turns around and you see her horrible mutilated face, and it's like, oh, that's the one from the interview. It's like, oh, come on, like. How could anyone have not seen that coming? Right. Exactly. Also, like, what else would that have all been? Like, what what are we talking about here? So, I don't know. Um, I agree. I agree. Um, but that's okay. Who cares? Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, aside from that one uh, little bit of weirdness, I, I feel like the movie does pretty much exactly what it sets out to be. This is uh, just pure torture from the start to the finish uh art the clown is just killing off people in the most brutal ways you can imagine it really has more interestingly terrifier 2 you know or terrifier 2 terrifier was sort of like people i I remember like reviews were like you know it clearly admires like slashers of the 80s um first of all i think that was i think the sec the sequel is much more 80s than the original um and we'll talk about that um but like the original really, really felt like it was thinking about like the torture porn era of the two thousands. Like yeah, it uh-huh. really felt like that was the vibe. Of, yeah, of- and this is why initially, the, like the first time I watched this a few years ago, I was just kind of like, uh, like is this really it? Like, because I had heard about Terrifier, and everybody was like, Terrifier, Terrifier, this okay, it's great. And I was like, this just seems like some edgelord torture porn. There's shit. one like, extremely upsetting scene in Terrifier. I mean, that, you know, the scene, we all know the hacksaw scene that I'm oh, yeah. speaking of. It like oh, traumatized me. We will talk about it. Um, um, but um, everybody's like, for like, 
I like I tend to agree. Like I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, I mean, that was a, a gory horror movie. Um, I think I've also had like a sort of like personal reappraisal of like the torture porn era and genre of horror. Um, right. Yeah. Um, so like I think I've also just had like I have different feelings about that style of an approach to horror now. So um, but I, I agree. Like I think um, that it, it does this one. I think there's something about the fact that it's a clown that lends itself yeah. to thinking it's just that edgelord thing. And I hate to do it, but I do think it's because the Joker exists. I think it's like, because <laughs> we all think of the Joker when we think of like evil. Yeah. Clowns. Yeah. Um, that makes it the Joker and it as well. It is less edgelord, but yeah, it in a different way. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the, in terms of the edgelord, the factor, idea of like, like evil clowns Joker. is so like, it's such a, like, it can be hard to pull it off because if it, it can come across as like, cliche um because it's just like so like obvious like nobody really likes clowns at this point in history like nobody's like yeah i think clowns are genuinely funny and i want to go see them do clown things like everybody's just, <laughs> like everybody agrees that like they're kind of creepy um they're like a thing that exists but like they're creepy and like do people still bring clowns to kids birthday parties like i don't think that's a real thing that happens anymore right like doesn't yeah happen? i don't know that like, like that would be interesting to know because it feels like the attitude towards clowns is so different. Yeah. In this day and age. Yeah. And so like, like, you know, it, I, it just feels like the, the approach to like horror clowns is just so, you know, it like it, it horror clowns. Yeah. I don't know. It, I, I think that it like, at one point it was just like, so edgelord because it was like, haha, we're taking this kid thing and making it scary. And it's like, all right, we get it. You're trying so hard. Like, it's like the way like the fucking Winnie the Pooh blood and honey feels like edgelord shit. It's like, yeah, yeah. like the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. It's like, all right, like, uh, you're okay. so yeah. fucking grim, dark, edgy. Um, like that's how like making clowns scary can feel sometimes. And yeah. so I think Terrifier has run that risk. I think they've gotten around it by, first of all, just making it so balls to the wall, like violent and gory. Yes. It's not, yeah. it, it's not like, I don't know. They're like, like an edge lord approach to it would be far tamer. It would be trying to appeal yeah. to a much broader audience. This it's is just not like, oh, it's a clown it. killing people. Yeah. This is like, this is like, if you're into extreme gore and extreme horror, then like, come see this clown. Also, just it'd be like mutilate the shit. Out I mean, of you know that it was an edge lord approach because like the opening credits and ending credits would be set to like the worst rock and roll music you'd ever heard, and like there'd be like, <laughs> like, like you know, like you can tell when you're in that vibe where somebody's just trying to be like shocking for like, yeah exactly <laughs> fucking <laughs> disturbed as he hacks disturbed. somebody in half um yeah. um, um <laughs> so upset. um that would have been so upsetting I, if during the movie they just started playing <laughs> down with the sickness um, <laughs> oh god i do i i think what also helps is that it has a comedic bent as well like Art the Clown is genuinely funny at times. Right. And that... Um, he owes a lot to that Freddy Krueger. He has like yeah. a, a Freddy Krueger streak in him. He is he is funny. That is something that brief, very briefly shows up in All Hallows' Eve. He's mostly just trying to be scary there. In Terrifier, he has many scenes where he's just being a goofy little guy. Like, he's just going around doing clown stuff. And like, I feel like that that contrast between him doing extreme violence and like just joking around and being a fun little pantomime clown. 
um, just kind of shows you that, like the film's not taking itself super seriously. It's not trying to be edgy. It's just trying to be the most unique horror film you've ever seen. And it's doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that really, really, really plays a huge role in why the movie is successful. Uh, if the movie were taking itself super seriously and just trying to be like a purely dark horror movie, it it would come across very differently than it does. But because it like it interjects it, things with horror, it like it also just like adds some levity. Like you see scenes of like shocking brutality, but then like art being funny kind of like lets you decompress for a second. Um, it, like, yeah, you, you know, um, it would be tough it's tough to be like on edge and watching that the whole time without like moments like the comedy that art the clown um allows right Um, that's what sets it apart from like real torture porn of the 2000s where it was just like purely like grueling like horror people slowly having their limbs ripped off shit um yeah it's funny like when i compare this to stuff like martyrs or irreversible where it's like you know the movies that are considered like the most extreme movies you can watch it's like at its worst this film might even surpass those like there are scenes in here that are even worse than that but what makes it a more enjoyable watch ultimately is the fact that it it backs off from those moments and gives you moments of levity as well it's kind of like a fun roller coaster where you get to like really scary fucked up parts and then you jump up to the happy like silly clown parts and then you're back to the really fucked up it it really is like the the juxtaposition and roller coaster effect of like just the way the movie's structured and and the nature of art i also think it's really um worth pointing out that like so like there's no shade to saw obviously because i love saw but um yeah. we know we love saw here but like we're like the like <laughs> we... the torture porn of like the 2000s and early 2010s would do would really experiment with like slow grueling horror where you were forced to watch it for like minutes on end like you were just like watching these scenes play out where people like slowly were dismembered or things like that art is pretty quick about his work he's not like slowly like peeling off your skin and shit like he does take painful approaches to it it's gonna suck yeah but he's not like he's not like when he like cuts you in half he's not doing it slowly he's like fucking he's, he's fucking going for it like he's not like <laughs> relishing it he's yeah. just trying to do it as effectively yeah. as he can yeah it, it, uh. I, I do think that plays a big role like this movie could have been like really grueling i mean the first movie is like 84 minutes or whatever 84 88 minutes it's under 90 minutes i know that it's in the yeah. 80s um and like it's like but like Art the Clown is like pretty. He's not inter- He's not doing it because he. He's not necessarily doing it because he wants to inflict pain per se. He wants to kill. He doesn't really care if it's slow and grueling or if you just die right away. Like he just wants to kill you. Like, and I think that sets him apart from so many other slashers that we've seen. Like of the two thousands. Like it was such like a change from like the slashers that came about in the two thousands because Art was really like the first slasher after the two thousands. I mean. Yeah, you know, like yeah, he's, the 2010s like kind of the return of, of an old slashers, breed, like until art, right? Um, and and art came around right as we were getting back into the like re rebooting everything era. So art was yeah, like this the sun, reboot like, era and the elevated horror era, and he's like kind of the antithesis to both to of all those. of it. <laughs> yeah, for well, Terrifier is the antithesis to elevated horror. I mean, just like in every fucking possible sense of the way the word there is like no aspirations 
of elevated horror in these movies. There's no meditation on trauma. There's no actually that's not true in Terrifier Two. Well, Terrifier Two actually does have. (laughs) We do get there eventually, but but we get there through dragging ourselves across broken glass, which is the best way to finally get to an ultimate meaning. Right. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Um, Um, Yeah, it's just very. It's just like so different than. I mean. And it, it obviously, I mean, I say so different. It obviously owes a lot of an, an influence to like the 80s, to torture porn in the first one, to, oh my God, the cracking of that beer scared the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> um, I am thinking so oh much of Art the Cloud. Um, let me, let me tell you, like anytime you're watching one of these movies, you are so primed for jump scares. Yes, yeah. Like, anything will set you off. And that's the thing. Also, Art isn't like necessarily like a big jump scare clown either. He just like he just happens to be there all the time. He doesn't make noise, so he can't really do jump scares. <laughs> he just he just comes up out of nowhere, and yeah, he's, he's just, just like there. There he is. Um, ah. um, but yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's just like he's so different than so many other like two thousands forward iterations of slashers. Um, and of course, you know the the movies owe a lot of influence to like the eighties to torture porn to Jalo films. Um, Oh yeah, you know, um, just splatter films of like of bygone era, like you know, like, like there's so much that these movies do owe their influence to, but it, it mixes it up in such a way that is so modern and of its own making, um, which just feels so different and refreshing in a horror landscape that is so marked by elevated horror and reboot, um, you know, um, or very. As much, I mean, I lo- I like the Conjuring movies, but a very sanitized vision of horror is also yeah. out there that's very prominent, like in the Conjuring Gloomhouse universe. You know what I mean? I mean, I I like plenty of movies that fall under all those exactly same, but yeah. it's it's also fun to see something that just switches things up entirely. It switches it up, and it it like I feel like more than a lot of other horror movies, this is like a purely creative vision. Art the Clown. Um, there's a lot of just like I mean, obviously there's fan service in some of Terrifier too. Um, but like um it's also like it's more just like about creating these horror moments than like some other movies that are more about like certain just like product output and like um and fandom and growing growing you know revenue um oh yeah you know this one it does feel like it's about something a little bit different than a lot of those other ones oh which is kind of nice um so yeah so we we should talk about i mean the the plot is is pretty threadbare in this one. In Terrifier, it's, yeah, yeah, it's pretty. In Terrifier, you know, as we talked about, we get the the lead up of the the interview gone wrong. Um, the the mutilated victim of Art the Clown ends up stalking the host backstage and gouging her eyes out. It is interesting that the first kill in Terrifier is not by Art the Clown. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. It's like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, like he's spreading the violence. Like uh it, it kind of reminds me of like the Poughkeepsie tapes where it's like the the victim oh, yeah, yeah. is so traumatized that now like she's a killer too. Well, it's also that, well, it's that also is definitely part of this because film. um a lot of slashers toy with that idea, right? Like um yeah. you watch a lot of old slasher like franchises. Um and I love franchises. I think we can all safely agree oh, yeah. I like franchises. We um, <laughs> talk about franchises um, all the time. Um um uh, in horror specifically, I should buy yeah. that one. Oh, yeah. Um they do that all the time. They did it in Halloween when they almost made um 
young Jamie Lloyd the killer after Halloween four and Yeah. They, and like they, Rob Zombie's Halloween two. Yes, as and well. Tommy Jarvis almost being the killer in Halloween five, like and things yeah. like that. Like they do this all the time and a lot of slashers don't go for it. This one starts out by saying, We went for it. A victim has become the killer. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is like, so this is straight up just like murder is spreading. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. becoming murderers. It, I mean, Saw did that too, I guess, but, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Saw, saw everybody every, becomes a killer. <laughs> anyone could become an apprentice. And saw, and it's saw. Like, well, I had a bad day, and then Jigsaw <laughs> tried to kill me. I escaped. But then I got stuck in traffic, so I thought I'd murder some people. Um, <laughs> like, you made me saw off my leg? Well, I'm going to help you do all of your other murders. That's fine. <laughs> it's so funny. So funny. Saul really was just like, yeah, everybody could be a murderer, right? And it's like, wait, hold on. I think that I'm... <laughs> <laughs> This is going a little far. All right. Um, this one, though, this one isn't yeah. really trying to be realistic about it. I mean, Vicky becoming a killer is very funny. I mean, she like she's not realistic after her her incident with her like poor girl her face and her ridiculous thing that happens in terrifier too um um. so it it starts off with that and then it's like a flashback to these two girls coming back from halloween party and they run into art the clown in a pizzeria he gets kicked out for shitting all over the bathroom (laughs) just like (laughs) just like in the previous movie so that came back um and then, you know, he comes back to brutally murder, decapitate and whatnot, the pizzeria workers. And then he stalks down the two girls and anyone who tries to save them in this abandoned building that they end up in. Okay, so, I okay, let's let's revisit this abandoned building. <laughs> because they're always like the like the Wikipedia and like the whole thing. It's like this is a dilapidated building. I'm like, all right, like the basement is pretty fucked up, but like everything else, like this building is like not that bad. We all like it's like a fairly normal building that they're like doing some renovations. They're just doing on some work like, in. Like maybe they're bug bombing. This isn't like a a jigsaw house. No, or it's, something. Re- like it's this... not that. Um, it's just <laughs> it's like your average like use. it's a building that probably had a pipe burst and so it had a, an infestation as a result kind of building. Um, um, and. Maybe I'm just saying that because I live in fucking New York. But um, to me, it's like this is like <laughs> this is what normal buildings look like. Obviously, clear, this is we, it becomes clear in Terrifier too. Even though you see license plates in this one that kind of hint at it, this is like a New York City suburb. This is like Jersey just across. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely it's definitely in the New York yeah. uh, metropolitan area. Yes. That um, much is clear. So to be fair, it, to my, my thinking that way should be like widespread thinking. Um, <laughs> this is this is how buildings should look, obviously. Um, yeah. Um, um, so, but but yeah, most of the movie is set in this dilapidated building, um, and it's just various people trying to get away from Art the Clown or kill Art the Clown, like and, you do sometimes. Sometimes your night is just spent trying to get away from Art the Clown. Um, yeah, yeah, people trying to come and for the save past them. Week and when I've had nights trying clown. to get away from Art the Clown, I've been unsuccessful. I, it's, oh, like, I'm always thinking about Art the Clown right now. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'll be like, I'll be like, I'm going to bed. I'll like lay down and be like, oh, got- what about Art the Clown? And then I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. See, the real problem here is we can't even end the episode by having like Art the Clown menace us because he's he's silent. Yeah, he doesn't do work in a podcast medium. So it's probably for the it's best because we probably would suffer. Um, it really is because I I just want to distance myself from Art the Clown as much as possible at this point. It's just so scary. Um, he, I, I've been thinking about him enough this week. Um, 
but yeah, so it like once we get into the dilapidated building, it's really just all about the kills and like the extreme special effects and stuff. And there are many. Um, there is a particularly infamous scene yes. that I have the, alluded to many times. Uh, the one scene that is most noteworthy of this film. It really like, it most... put Art the Clown on the map, I would say. Yeah. This scene, this this is scene the, did it. Um, this is the one that was like, yeah, this is, this is the one that's going to bring people into the universe here. Um, so like uh, one of the girls is, has been tied up after having been injected by Art the Clown. She's tied to the chair and she sees her friend hanging by her ankles from the ceiling. Uh, just where it's not the ceiling. It's like a, like an, it's like a frame, but yeah. All right. Well, she's, she's hanging, she's yeah, hanging she upside hanging, down. Yeah. Um, it's a very medieval torture just, device hanging thing. That's yeah, why. <laughs> just we're, just wearing her underwear. And of Art course, not out. not a bra. We yeah, see, no bra. We see some tits here. We do see boobs. Do. Um, There's a lot of not tasteful <laughs> in these movies. Um, actually, there's like not a lot. There's just some. There's some. There's there's a horror movie amount. There's like there's an '80s horror movie amount. Yes. I can say that. It's not a 2000s horror movie amount, though. Yeah. 2000s horror movies, like, every girl just, like, took her tits out for no reason. We do see we do see boobs relatively frequently in these films. Um, Maybe I just watched too many horror movies. To me, I was like, this felt, like, less than my normal amount of boobs. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm usually seeing more boobs than this. Um, since, you know, let's, let's, uh, maybe that's just maybe my so. own thing. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, you do see if you do see boobs here. I'll tell you that. Um, Unfortunately, it's not not ironic it's, at all. <laughs> this scene is not sexy at all. So, like after she's already just wearing her panties, Art the clown rips them off. She's hanging upside down, completely naked. Yeah, I don't know why he needed out... to do that. I don't know why there needed to be the step of ripping them off. It's very because he's because he's a showman. He is That's a showman. the whole thing. That's what you really get to learn from this installment is that Art the Clown is all about the show. Of course he is. He's, he's a he's... fucking clown. Clowns are showmen. When he's... when he's riding his little tricycle around the basement, he almost looks like bored of it. He's like, I want to get done with this, but I have to do it because I'm all about the show. Like, he's like, oh, I picked. Oh, when am I going to be done? I just pictured yeah. Art the Clown doing like a pantomime performance of I want to ride my tricycle, tricycle, <laughs> tricycle. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what's going on here. So, yeah. So he rips the panties off with dramatic flair takes out his saw and it is like an old shitty hacksaw it is really bad not a surgical anything like this is this is not if you're gonna be sawed in half this is the last saw you want to be used on you um you know if you, but if you had to used... choose a saw that's gonna be used when you're sawed in half vertically not horizontally I yes like... yes so he he saws her down the middle beginning between the legs it is um, so upsetting it is so upsetting it's a very brutal gory bloody scene um it's one of the claims she, to fame of like yeah. the clown universe it is, she's screaming well past when she would actually be alive oh absolutely let alone conscious uh like he's like up to her neck she's still screaming of course she would be uh, completely dead by then i mean 
at least it is unconscious. I mean, this is an extremely upsetting scene. I mean, and and I'm a man. So for me, this was like, I don't even have a particular attachment to the genital trauma that takes place in this scene. No, but, but we I get our only own imagine... form of genital trauma in the sequel. So it yep, doesn't the matter. sequel, that's the one for the boys. <laughs> uh, we should oh, be clear that the one for the people with penises and the one for, you know, that we should. Yes. yes yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. The penis havers. The penis havers, we, we, yeah. We get our own genital trauma in the, in the second one. And this one. one, this one is pure. The horror starts with folks who have vaginas. That is very upsetting for them. Um, it is pretty upsetting as somebody with a penis and balls too, because I was imagining, I was like, what if that had been me? That would have been also a very rough way for things to start. As I'm like. certainly not thinking that it would be fun. Yeah. Like, so, um, <laughs> I can imagine it would be really bad. Yes. Um, but it does, of course, it, it must be different if you happen to have the same genitals and know what that would feel like. Um, um, there's just like such a specific excruciating pain that is associated with genital trauma. Um, so yeah, um, it's very upsetting always, and yeah. her best friend is forced to watch this whole time, which is just like horrifying. I mean, yeah, that's always, that's always like one of the more brutal things in a horror movie when someone's forced to watch not only like a horrifying like mutilation and murder, but especially happening to like their best friend and somebody they care about. just like right in front of them. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> just like it's so painful. There's really, I mean, the sequel has so many gory scenes. There's just like nothing quite like that, like hacksaw vertical cut in half death. Like that's just like singularly that's next brutal. level. That's yeah. like, it's one of those like horror movie kills that like it has, if I mean, not enough, not quite enough people have seen this movie to compare it to some of the other ones, but it's like up there with like tanning bed and, and final destination three, like the, the infamous kills that will live Ugh. on. You know what I mean? Like the, the ones that like yeah. everybody's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. That I will always remember that. Like, like the reverse bear claw, you know, like it's these, these iconic almost kills or kills in horror that have happened. Yeah. Um, it's, it's up there. It's just so, you can just imagine how brutal that would feel. And it's not pleasant. Um, so it's rough it is. or like yeah. like the fucking achilles tendon snapping and hostile. yeah jesus exactly it's like, it's like it's like that kind of horror where you just in, intrinsically feel something when you watch it and it's not exactly it's, it's hard yeah this felt like that this felt like they they found something that there was like you you probably haven't seen this before in a horror movie and we're gonna show it and to you, you haven't and it's interesting and because it's 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 actually it's, somebody who knows a little bit about medieval torture methods, it is actually like a kind of a, an execution style that had been used historically, allegedly. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, like, it is interesting that like, I can't think of another example in horror where it was used effectively. Like there are other horror movies that have had like people sort of like cut in half down the middle, but it'll be like 13 ghosts where they're like all at once, you know, it's not like a slow saw down the middle. Yeah. Yeah. The slow, the slowness definitely. They, they tease it sometimes it. in movies. Like they, you think it's going to happen and then they, they, they sort of like, it's like a cop out. They don't do it. Um, does it happen in the first season of, of slasher? Um, <laughs> the one where it's like the, the, the deadly sins theme. And there, I remember, I seem to remember somebody being like on like one of those circular saws and being pushed over it down the middle. I seem to remember that happening. 
Oh, I don't know. Uh, but but like you definitely there's definitely been horror movies where someone gets split down the middle yeah. with a circular saw. Yes. But having it be with a hacksaw it's just really so different. Is... Like somebody having to like manually do it, it's slower. It's rougher, so like the pain is uneven. Uh, it's just like there's so much that's that's so difficult about it. Um but props to the movie. I mean, it's a really effective scene. Um Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the one that everyone thinks about now when they think Terrifier. Yeah. Uh, even even now with another movie having coming out with plenty of its own brutal scenes, uh, this is still pretty much the pinnacle of Terrifier, the one that everyone thinks about. Um, well, this movie didn't go for, in the same way, things that it... Terrifier 2 wasn't thinking about, like, new ideas that, like, you never thought of before for, like, kills. Like, it was thinking about taking them to the extreme, but it clearly wasn't thinking about, like, trying to make, like, one iconic kill method that you would, like, think about forever. This The first yeah. one needed to do that to, to set its place on the map. Um, Terrifier 2 wasn't, didn't, Terrifier 2 didn't need to prove itself in the same way, I would say. Um, yeah. This one needed to do something like this. I do think it's real, I mean... As upsetting as this kill scene is, I think it's very important that this movie landed it because if it hadn't, it would have. We probably wouldn't have Terrifier two without this scene. Um, yeah. So, all right, let's briefly go through some of the other upsetting things we see in this <laughs> section. Moving <laughs> out, there, there are some, there are some strong ones. Um, I love the head see. that is a jack o' lantern. Can we just like? visit that for a moment art likes to take like body parts and use them as props um and i like when he takes a, a character's head from the pizzeria and just makes it a jack-o'-lantern with like <laughs> candles in yeah. it um i really fucking love Jesus that it Christ. is so upsetting yeah. and funny um uh, there's just like so much like he puts some work into what he does i'll give him that yeah. um let's see uh like he bashes people's brains in with a hammer yes he likes doing that. um there's there's he doesn't entirely kill a woman but cuts her hair and breasts off and wears them as a disguise yeah though the presumably she died from bleeding out after that i mean yeah she died probably pretty quickly afterwards um, um, but he does like scalp her and take off her breasts and wear them which is like super upsetting um there's whipping someone with a cat of nine tails made out of like rusty uh, scalpels and he, nails and, and shit. That's, that's a recurring weapon for him. Um, that's coming back in Terrifier too. He really likes that shit, and it's upsetting. Um, we need to have a conversation with Art the Clown about is he from the Middle Ages? Like, like, <laughs> what is he doing? Um, that is awful. Like, just like the idea of these blunt, supposed to be sharp objects, like slapping in. Was my text to the group thread after having seen Terrifier Two? I was like, I think if an evil clown came after me with a cat of nine tails, I would give up. And I think that's right. <laughs> like, it's like I like I can't fight that. Like, I just don't have it in me. Like, although maybe because that's like a slow death, so actually I don't want to like die by that. Um, no, um, you you really don't want to die by art because he'll he'll make you die slowly. It'll be painful. Um, um. So the the like the final kill as um Vicky is seemingly dead on the floor. Art is kneeling over her, eating her face. Yes. When the cops come and try to get him to stop, and he just keeps eating it. 
It is a, They're like, truly a cops, cops. Why are you not shooting immediately as you usually do? <laughs> like, what is going on here? Well, they're just like letting him. I eat could her answer face. you why they're not shooting art immediately. I don't think we like the answer. <laughs> art is he's, art is a very white man. Um, I he's white. <laughs> his face is his face is as white as you can get. Yeah, yeah. His white face paint. Um, um, so so yeah, it, like in. It, rather than getting shot by the police, he ends up pulling his gun and shooting himself in like suicide style in the mouth. Yeah, he puts the gun in his mouth and shoots. Um, and um, you know the the girl who got her face eaten, you know, ends up being the one being interviewed. Which makes that this girl, the- we haven't really covered the plot because there's not much of one. But like she is the the sister of the girl who was forced to watch her best friend be sawed in half. Yeah, because um, she, she was, was coming to pick them up tr- because their their car tires were slashed by Art the Clown. We yeah, we are left to assume we don't actually we don't see it happen, but we do assume that of course that's who it yeah. was. Um, yeah, that's that's the the bit of plot we got yeah. there. Um, um, so she then gets terrorized by Art, and there's like a long chase scene between them. I mean, there's some back and forth cat and mouse kind of chasing. Um, Vicky well, yeah. gets, it's all gets just... hurt a few times along the path. The cat of nine tails. She gets like hit by a car. It's like just like she has a rough go. <laughs> yeah, and she it's, gets a, face it's a rough, um, rough movie for everybody involved. And so, yeah, by the end of the movie, it seems that Art is dead, but he seemingly resurrects in the morgue while the uh, the medical uh investigator is looking at him the coroner and the other yeah. yeah the coroner is looking at him and the other bodies from the scene they have like that that bit of back and forth between him and the uh the emts is like oh how many are you bringing me this halloween oh yeah and like, he yeah. wants like a burger and fries and somebody's like how can you eat that like this and he's like i do this every <laughs> night like what do you mean um which is how i feel watching a, a horror movie that's like violent people are like how can you eat i'm like well I don't know. Every every night I'm yeah. watching this shit. Um, yeah, I I ate during. So we'll we'll get into eating during this movie in a bit. I but... did not eat during Terror Fire too. I will say that. Okay. I was at an okay. AMC though, like, but not a dine-in, not a not one with the. Oh, yeah. all right. Um, but yeah, so the movie ends with Art resurrecting despite having blown his brains out, and presumably killing the coroner here. Although we don't get to see it till the next movie, right? Um, so yeah. Well, the movie then ends technically with the reveal that Vicky, as she's being um released from the hospital after rehab, yeah, she, right. She Vicky was the one who from killed the, the, from the interview in the, the interviewer in the opening. Um, right. That's technically how it ends. Is the reveal that all of what we'd seen for the main bulk of the movie was a flashback and the Vicky stuff where she kills the interviewer or gouges out the interviewer's eyes, right? And then, but again, I thought that was so obvious. It was like, okay, is this really being treated like a reveal? It wasn't necessarily like, clear which character it was going to be until every character other than Vicky was dead. But yeah, yeah. I agreed. Like, but then once, obvious. but then once it was like, all right, she's everybody else is dead. She got her face eaten. It's like obviously she was the one from the opening. Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> okay, so with that being done, let's move on to Terrifier Two. Finally, um, the main topic of tonight's discussion. Well, I think discussion. the main topic of tonight's discussion was art the clown movies in general. 
We do Art the Crown. Art, Art the Clown. Art the Crown. Um, Art the Crown. Um, Art the Clown writ large has been the topic of tonight. Yeah. Um, but now we get to, thus far, Art the Clown's magnum opus. I mean, this is like yeah. Art the Clown epic. This is like, this is everything. Um, so yeah, Terrifier 2, what's most readily apparent, the difference between this and the other film so far um is this has like more of a real story to it oh Um, yeah i was gonna say the runtime but yeah well yeah the (laughs) runtime like this is this is two two and a half hours um whereas both the previous ones including the one that was an anthology were both under an hour and a half um this is two and a half hours so settle in grab your popcorn yeah uh yes but yeah, also there is there is much more of an attempt to give like a real storyline and like real motivations between the like the other characters besides art um, in this film. So, um, yeah, I feel like there, there was a lot more going on here, more more necessary of the extended runtime, maybe a little on the long side, but. I still think, so my take on the runtime because the runtime is obviously probably what any negative criticism tends to focus focus on. Um, actually, shockingly, the negative criticism doesn't seem to focus on the gore itself half the time. Um, it, it is really about the violence or the the runtime. Um, yeah, I generally think the runtime was actually felt pretty fine until the ending. The ending is uh-huh. dragged on a little bit, like. Like the final showdown between our lead and Art the Clown, there's like multiple like Art beats her, but she comes back moments where it's like, all right, we probably yeah. could have like whittled this down to like one he beats her and she comes back moment. Like it, it kind of felt like watching like the end of Return of the King, like where it's like, all right, we've got like seven <laughs> yeah. endings going on. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Like, I know what you yeah. mean. <laughs> Um, it's like it's like already like it took us a while to get to the third act and that's fine because we were kind of building a a sense of dread right but by the time we get there it's like all right you kind of outstayed your welcome a bit yeah but at the same time but a lot of it's very good like i don't i don't want to detract from that i i I genuinely really like this movie i think it's an improvement on the first terrifier in like virtually every way um, I really enjoyed this. This like a, I have high praise for this movie. So this is a minor. And I do appreciate them trying to make like the third act kind of epic, yes. considering like how long they've built up to this, and uh, like that's that's part of the whole storyline here is they're just, they're trying to make it like an epic battle between good and evil, right? Which is it's it's a cool idea. Um. So so Terrifier two takes place immediately in the aftermath of terrifier well it starts immediately Uh, in the aftermath. it's it does yeah yeah true so uh, it starts in the coroner's office (laughs) and you get to see art the clown you know resurrect brutally murder this coroner which we all basically saw coming but this time we get to see him do even more he like rips out this guy's eyeball and eat like puts it it pops into his mouth and it's like yeah well yeah he's trying to use the guy's eye to replace the eye that he lost in the last movie um but he doesn't manage to do that like he tries popping it in there and it doesn't really work and he throws it away yeah but he does end up getting another eye like just out of nowhere well yeah we don't don't ask questions um 
Art the Clown defies all logic. Well, he's not. This movie makes it very clear from within the main Terrifier franchise. This guy is not like some. He's not human. He's not a normal thing. Like, I think you could watch just Terrifier and plausibly think it was like a really fucked up human. Um, Yeah. Until the very end where he like obviously shoots himself in the head and comes back. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He's a, he's a serial killer with a really weird clown thing. Even at that, the end of the first one, you could think he's just like a Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees style supernatural where he just can't die. And this one, it becomes very clear. He's got his own set of just like fucking rules and weirdness. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that, and then like, honestly, like that kind of goes back to, kind of what was established in all hallows eve right. where he, have he does seem to like satan and like deep. he seems a lot more supernatural in that one but in terrifier one he just mostly seems like a really fucked up serial killer right this one we're going back to supernatural art the clown uh right off the bat you know he resurrects he regenerates this eye he kills this guy um and then he goes to the laundromat and- yeah, he goes to the laundromat. The laundromat scene is so fucking funny because he just like in the middle of this laundromat, he's just stripping off his clown costume. He's washing it. We see Art the Clown's the, butt. So if you've ever wanted to see Art the Clown's ass, here's a chance. <laughs> you um, do. Yeah, you do get to see some clown butt in this one if that's what you wanted. Uh, I don't know I why. Can, I think we can safely say none of us wanted it, but I do want to point no. out that you get to see it. Um, <laughs> you do get to see it. Shockingly um, clean under the costume. I will say. For somebody who shat and then smeared his feces on like a wall like two hours before this look, scene happened. Look, you know it smell crazy in there. <laughs> like... <laughs> There's no way. I can say uh, I don't give Art the Clown a rim job if that's what we're all saying. Oh, uh, but like, oh, oh. like, yeah, so he is just like going for it. I mean, to be fair, like who's fucking doing laundry on Halloween night at the laundromat? I'll tell you who. Some random guy. Um, yeah, that uh, random, that poor random guy who was just like trying to sleep in the laundromat at midnight on Halloween for some reason. Well, I assume he was uh, doing laundry. I assume he wasn't just he was there. doing laundry but why when would you fall asleep doing laundry i mean come on have you ever sat on um, the laundromat for 45 minutes at night? i have i went on my phone like a normal american like come on yeah i mean i just um, read a book but like <laughs> this guy is a, i mean he's obviously not normal um he's in the laundromat alone on a halloween night that's an abnormal yeah. choice to make yeah. um, art the clown comes in and gets naked and washes all his clothes in the laundromat he pulls some and- quarters out of his like fucking <laughs> well he 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 got the quarters that he stole from the coroner as he got when he yeah, killed yes, him yeah uh, yeah um so he stole them just so he could do laundry so funny what we should point out about this scene that is most important um is that art sees a new sidekick uh yeah he sees this little girl. Okay, the little girl has a lo- really upsetting intro to all of us, and that is when she has like gross black diarrhea all over the floor of the fucking <laughs> yeah. laundromat. What was that? All well, about? it was the requisite they like shit um, scene. <laughs> um, um, she just like is like he he first sees her and she looks over at him and is like ah, and then she just shits all over the floor. Well, it's like, but it's like. It's like real diarrhea. It is like some nasty shit. It is not. dark black. Yeah. Like uh, this is like 
Gatorade Midnight Thunder it is, black. That is what it is. That is exactly what it is. Um, it's so fucking upsetting. It is like so fucking vile. Um, um, and so, and, but happens. like she looks basically like him. Like it's like a little girl with these crazy side ponytails, but like the same like dark eyes, white face paint, horrible teeth, like everything else little little girl clown costume and it's like She's a like horrifying a... concept because like for one second okay so when i first was watching this i was like oh my god is there somebody like in the laundromat who's dressed as like art the clown evil because that would yeah i was like i don't want to watch him kill this little girl right now well because we we get those vibes later that people like like to dress up like art the yes. clown later like yeah. like similar to the the new Halloween movies and similar to Hocus Pocus too. Oddly enough. Yes, exactly. Um, um, you got people dressing up like the villains in the world of the villains. Right. Um, so that, yeah. So I did think that, and I thought he was maybe going to kill her. And then I was like, Oh my God, does he have a secret like daughter? Cause that would also be upsetting. I mean, it's like <laughs> purely horrific. It seemed, it seemed more similar to that, but then they're like doing patty cake. Exactly. And stuff. So first of all, exactly. Um, but then we see from the perspective of the guy in the laundromat, that girl's not even really there. Like, <laughs> That's the, the craziest part is like somehow she's not real, but he is. It's like, oh, yes, like she's a more fictional character than Art the Clown, the resurrected murderous serial killer clown. And also, um, I mean, we'll probably what we'll probably start to talk the thematics of it at some point, but certain characters can see her. So it's like, <laughs> yes, yes. It's like, what? The, I, I feel like her nature is really not entirely fleshed out by the end of the movie. And maybe we'll learn more about her in Terrifier 3, um, which I'm sure at this point will come out. But um, oh, my God, there's yeah. going to be a Terrifier 3. There's like the little girl. The little girl terrifier is very much a a mystery in this film. She just keeps showing up from time to time. Um, she is largely in one character's worldview, and that's the little brother. She does show yes. up for the for the the sister too, our main character. But the little brother sees a lot of her, um, and it's interesting. It's interesting. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. No idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she's around and she's creepy. She's creepy. She's upsetting. Um, but you know, art is not lonely anymore. Art has a creepy sidekick. Um, yeah. So they're like, they're so happy together. <laughs> and just like, they're just having fun. It's like Batman and Robin. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the home of teenager Sienna Shaw, things are not going so well. Um, no, things are really bad at that home. Yeah. It's... She and her family are trying to recover from the trauma of her dad committing suicide. Okay. But we don't learn uh, that until much later, but yeah, we don't learn that until much later, but let's just lay it all out here. Her dad committed suicide. He was having these strange visions before he killed himself. Um, he's got this sketchbook that they don't find until much later that the, uh, the son has been hoarding that has sketches of both art, the clown and this like heavenly figure, like an angel, an avenging angel who could beat him. Um, but like, also like it has like newspaper clippings from like, art yes. the Clown's killings a year prior. 
newspaper clippings from from the Art Clown so murders. My question which was, are, did by the way, which they they those are very big at this point in time. It's like Michael Myers level. Like everybody's talking about Art the Clown and all this shit that went down a year ago. Well, I mean, he did some particularly brutal murders. I definitely believe yes. that it would be. Um, especially local. So like in the tri-state area, it would be like the tri-state area. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do believe that it would be like, um, very prominent. I feel like everybody would talk about it. Um, yeah, especially because his body disappeared. Uh, we learned that that like the coroner said that like his body disappeared from the morgue. Um, well, yeah, the, the coroner said nothing because he got murdered. Not, well, I said coroners, uh, plural. The coroner. The police, okay. The NYPD said, um, <laughs> um, well, it's probably like the NJPD or like, oh my God, it was like the HPD, the Hoboken Police Department. No. Um, not- <laughs> well, it was like, it's like literally just, it's got to be just across the river from New York City because they like. God. We didn't talk about how Smile took place in New Jersey. Oh my God, Smile did take place. In how up, how upsetting was that? That was upsetting, uh, but so fitting. Um, in this movie, the reason it's got to be just across the river from New York because, like, when they go into town to the costume shop, first of all, it's Abracadabra, which is near Union Square. Um, so yeah. Um, and but also like the the girl like who's there with Sienna is just like yeah, I just went into town with Sienna. Like it's clearly like it's just like an easy trip for them to get into Manhattan. So yeah, um, yeah, I like like all the uh, like downtown parts clearly take place in New York, whereas the suburban parts are in New Jersey. Right, like it definitely has that vibe yeah. to it. So it's very um, clearly like very just outside. So it might be Hoboken, is my point here. It literally yeah. might be like Hoboken. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So yeah, we got this family here. Uh, the sister is traumatized. Mother's trying to move past it trying to deal with the two kids the little the son is like fucked up he's like the kid in um he's like the kid in all hallows eve he's like obsessed with art the clown he's like yeah all right i'm gonna dress as art the clown for halloween and And everybody else is like what the fuck are you talking about that's horrible yeah okay so first of all that like genuinely is horrible and somebody like it's like very weird when they have this conversation about it. And he's like, I don't understand why it's weird. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? You don't understand why it's weird. You dress up as a serial killer. And like an IRL like a serial year killer. ago. I was going to say that everybody, everybody knows like the people lost family members from. Like, and it was literally a year ago. It's not like somebody who was a serial killer, like 50 years prior. And also yeah. like in your town, like, can we yeah. be normal about it? Um, yeah. That, that kid is going through some shit. I mean, in fairness, the dad killed himself. It had to have been within the, between the, like in the intervening year between the first movie and second movie. Right. Cause his journal had clippings from the murders. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was pretty recent. I mean, his death definitely less than a year ago. Yeah. Like, so of course he's still a recent. little fucked up. I mean, that seems fair to me. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the the brother's obsessed with Art the Clown. The sister just wants to to go have a good Halloween. She's got this this angel costume that her dad came up with, and like from his drawings and stuff. She wants to honor his memory by going as this angel creature that he came up with, 
for Halloween. Um, it's like a Valkyrie or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Val- the Valkyrie is probably the best description for it. It's like an avenging angel, an angel warrior. Um, and also sexy, so, like like wearing yeah. very little. <laughs> it's got to be. Got to be sexy, yeah. Um, so, like, she she's trying to deal with this. She's dealing with, like, some mental issues. Some s- weird stuff goes on. Like, she uh, she falls asleep and has this creepy dream about the clown cafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The clown cafe is not... It's a pretty long dream sequence, too. Um, yeah. This this was, like, one of the weirder parts of the movie because it lasted, like, ten minutes. And it was all just her dream about the clown cafe. And it was, like, it was done, like, a children's TV show with, like, a sing-along and stuff. They were singing, like... The food's a little funny at the clown cafe. Uh, and it was just, you know, the, the typical kind of horror movie thing where it starts out all funny and harmless and then devolves into violence and murder, you know, like you might expect. Yeah, it's like this but, like, TV show. And then and then she's like, and we have our very special guest, Art the Clown. And then Art the Clown comes out <laughs> he and he's just like handing out wheels gifts. out on his little tricycle. He's handing out upsetting gifts. But like at first they're not super upsetting. At first it's like a lollipop and like he hands him out in an upsetting way. He like shoves it into a guy's mouth, but like the kid's still fine. Um, And so it's like totally fine. And then all of a sudden he pulls out a machine gun and shoots everyone. (laughs) That's like very Joker vibes. Joker would do that. Yeah. 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 That is like the Joker. It's, it's not good though. Um, Yeah. So this is, this is like the first well, it's not the first appearance of Art the Clown in this movie, but it's the first appearance of him for Sienna. To, for Sienna. For Sienna, yeah. And she wakes up and like her room is on fire. And she gets blamed for it because it's like, oh, you left the candles on. She's like, I didn't I didn't light them. Like it couldn't have been me. And it so it like at this point it kind of turns into like a a Halloween one kind of movie where it's like she's like going to high school she's like weird stuff is happening around me i just like don't understand it and like talking with her friends and stuff it's like oh my god like we've entered into an art the clown movie that like has a plot what's going on here (laughs) but but i love it because it's like we actually get like she she actually develops like really well as a character and like her friends like help create a nice world for her so, like, I really like this part. Um, it, things got fleshed out a lot more. Absolutely. I mean, I think we should just, like, pause to, like, Lauren Lavera is fucking awesome as a lead in this movie. And she oh, creates so good. Yeah. such a great lead who you can really root for. Um, like, and that is such a pitfall of so much horror is, like, they can't create a lead that is really worth, like, rooting for. And I mean, even the first Terrifier did that, like, couldn't succeed at that. Like, I didn't really care about any of those characters. Like, yeah, um, yeah, they were all like relatively disposable stereotypes. In this one, which I genuinely care about Sienna. I didn't want to see her like die. I I genuinely cared about her little brother Jonathan. Yeah, I, like I like he and. Props to, Elliot very... Props to Elliot Fulham. It is really hard to be the younger sibling in a horror because usually that role is just so fucking annoying. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, but he he and... was pretty 
pretty good here. I mean, he he was a pretty clever young kid. He was like in on it. Like, you know, he wanted to like fight back against art. He, you know, he wasn't like a fucking like annoying naggy kid who was helpless. Like he was just like, yeah, you know, he was just, and that kid's, (laughs) he's clearly like 12 years old and has to go toe to toe with art, the clown and like be both likable and like, not like just like a complete pushover compared to like this horrible murderer. Um, so it's a tall role to fill. So I think, I think you know, both of them did really well. Um, great characters, I think, in addition to art, the clown. Um, yeah. So great. I mean, um, so those are the two like best, adi- I mean, best characters in this movie, but like all of the other characters do have some, like, I mean, like the character of Allie was maybe a little like shallow. Um, but like the, the yeah. best friend Brooke, she was like a real best friend. Like she was like a real character who I felt like had like her own like personality and vibes, um, which was like pretty cool. She's the one who like slips Molly in the drink, so she's not like a great person. But, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like it, it feels like the sort of thing that like a teenage girl would do. It feels with like a, it does. Uh, it, they do feel like like normal humans having like normal human like life situations. Yeah. In a lot of this, in a lot of ways, that like that's not the case in horror and slashers, um, and so it is nice that we actually get to see some of that here. Um, and I, I do like some of those like club scenes. I think they're pretty fun. Um, so. Yeah, I, I love I love that like our main character got like a moment of just like pure enjoyment that is like just having a fun time on Halloween. Yeah, she goes not worrying about the horrors. She takes some shots her. at the bar. She does Molly. She dances like. She's in her costume. It looks awesome. Everybody's loving she, it. She like definitely shouldn't be on a her. dance floor with those wings. I would be so annoyed <laughs> if I were there. But like, yeah. um, you know, it's like she's having a good time and it's nice. Um, meanwhile, they all have a mom. I'm sorry. Sarah Voigt as Barbara Shaw or whatever. Um, beware the stare of Barbara Shaw. Beware the stare. <laughs> if I... I don't know what was going on with the performance from Sarah Voigt. It was like the room level of drama, like at all times. <laughs> yeah, so many times she was just like, ah, ah. <laughs> like, just like questioning and interrogating, like what? She like took it. She would like constantly. I definitely have breast cancer. Oh, literally, it was that vibe. Um, she would like <laughs> turn the not the dial up to ten at like all times. I was like why are you acting like we're in an episode of Degrassi? Like, what are we doing here? (laughs) Um, And like, I think some of it was like intentional. Like, I think she was trying to bring some comedic relief to it. Like with like the drama, Um, Mm -hmm. but like, there'd be like scenes, especially with like the younger brother, like stuff about that. She'd be like, Oh, yesterday he was a fucking serial killer. And now you think he's fine. And I'd be like, all right, all right. Or like when he's like, you're a bitch mom. And she's like, don't you, ever <laughs> she was so mad about that it was so funny specifically like oh my god um yeah the mom was a trip and she ended up being uh quite the crazy character by the yes. end um <laughs> she was just so, so ridiculous we should just talk about some of the kooky scenes in this so um 
uh, Sienna has to go to a costume store to get new wings because her wings got burned up in the fire. Yes, this is at the um, Abra- Abracadabra in Manhattan. It's very yeah. exciting. And oh my God, this really looked like uh, the neighborhood costume store in Falls Church, Virginia. No, I, it is. Like, that's the one in now Manhattan. Clo- I know. Okay. I know. You've told me. Okay. But, I've been to that store. That's why it's cool. I've been in there. I just, it, I love the layout of it because it really feel it feels like a real costume store. It it's does. like, you know, it's got the downstairs with all like the real serious costumes. Yeah, next and time, upstairs, oh my God, next time you, you come New up York, and it's we'll, just we'll light go. We'll stuff. fucking go when, next time we're in New York. Oh, we yeah. should do that. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah, it's, it's really Absolutely. cool. I've been in there a few times. It, it, it is a pretty cool store. Um, I love it. So there used to be a store very similar to that. Probably not as high end in Falls Church, Virginia, that is now closed. When, it, when it's not um, Halloween always... time, you go and, like, the display case from the outside shows, like, dominatrix gear instead of just, like, normal costumes. <laughs> like, all right, hell yeah. Like... <laughs> you gotta diversify, clearly. Well, you know, when it's not I... Halloween time, what are people gonna look for at a Halloween store? <laughs> Fucking I, fetish I... gear. Like, why not? Um... <laughs> I don't think the place in Falls Church ever sold that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, shocking. you know, maybe if you're looking for it, I, I, who knows? Um... But yes, but like it made me very nostalgic because yeah. like uh, that like that store is long gone. I'm like, oh man, like I love a costume store like that, like a real costume store, not like a Spirit Halloween, which we love Spirit Halloween, but it's different. But, it's very different, yeah. But like a real year round costume store that like they've they've put all their money in this. They're like they're sinking every last dollar into Halloween in just costumes, to like yeah, just yeah. just keep going for the next year. Uh, and they they really bring the funk. Yes. And this place really did. Yeah. Uh, Abracadabra is so dope. cool. It's a very cool store. Um, I haven't been in in a little bit, but it it is very very cool. Um, and Sienna gets menaced repeatedly by Art the Clown in this store, but it's it's just so funny how he he really brings his humor side. He does. <laughs> yeah. The store the entire time he's just like standing off in the corner like wiggling his eyebrows or like wearing funny sunglasses and stuff. the sunglasses are the funniest part he's like <laughs> he's really he's wearing like pink sunglasses in this store <laughs> but it's like it's it's times like this that that make like the overall vibe of the movie so unique because like we're si- i'm sitting here in this theater full of people who all come to see like what's marketed as a very extreme horror movie right we're all like uniquely here for a brutal experience but we're all laughing our asses off at this clown just being silly in the corner and wearing funny sunglasses and stuff right it it just made for such a unique experience like the the contrast between that and what we'd see just a little bit later so good so good um yeah i agree i agree it's really really funny sorry i was i just pulled up some photos from when i was there in 2016 at abracadabra uh, <laughs> um, yeah um it, it is a really fun scene it's fun that they took it to like a um a renowned costume store in manhattan um so they were showing like, that's very cool I, yeah. I mean i wouldn't be shocked if they got some of the makeup that they use for like their effects from a store like abracadabra you know what i mean like so it's like they're like paying maybe yeah to, like like just like some places that are like common in like in horror world um i think it's cool that it was in manhattan um 
I'm like, oh yeah, it's my city. I live there. Um, I get to be like, yeah, Art the Clown like killed people in my city. <laughs> like that's pretty cool. Right? Art lives here. Art lives here. That's actually probably a bad thing, but like, um, <laughs> you don't. I actually find probably Art wish that this were set on the West Coast, but like, you know, um, like as far away, <laughs> anywhere but here. Yeah. Um, um, but it is pretty cool to see like uh, an infamous store in, in Manhattan on this. Uh, usually when you see like stuff from manhattan it's just like fucking times square um it's nice that it's like this like niche store um and art the clown gets to be like really fun inside he gets to like wear his sunglasses he gets to like (laughs) rummage through his like large trash bag for like ages on end Uh there's that scene where he's going to like pay for his the little horn that he's gonna buy and he's pulling things out of the trash bag it's like hammer knife scalpels like just like a whole collection of really upsetting things. And the guy's like, Oh, uh, like what? I'm going to call the cops. Like go away. Um, when he like tries this- to like kick art out and art makes like the like really shocked face. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> like art is like, <gasps> like scandalized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he acts like so- he's like a rich white lady who's just been told that she's being a <laughs> exactly. Much at a bar. Like, like oh, no. <laughs> Let me speak to the manager. So yeah, Sienna manages to escape this scene, but the the guy working at the costume store is not so lucky. No, that's gets that brutally bad. decapitated. It's it's not pleasant. It's not. He gets his like head cut off and like oh really upsetting way. Like it's like it's like halfway down the face around the eyes first and then the whole head. It's like all right, and then oh my god, it's so funny. Um, a a mom and her son come by to like try to go into the store for like Halloween stuff, obviously. And they look inside, and she's like, "Oh, honey, it's closed." And the kid looks inside, and Art is standing there holding the guy he just killed's head. He's like holding it, it's like <laughs> posing like a mannequin, yeah. just like, ah. uh, like, ooh, creepy. And the kid's like, "Whoa, mom!" Um, so funny. Um, and so, so yeah, so that like that's the general vibe of this. We get a little more plot. We get a little more like fully built out world. But the same, like, brutal kills and torture and stuff. Um, let's just talk about some of the more brutal scenes in this. Because yeah. we could talk about the plot all day. It's nice. It's really detailed. I recommend people go see this if you're up to extreme horror. Because this one actually has a pretty good story behind it. And really mixes up the formula from the previous installments. Right. But let's just let's just go over the highlights here because I really, By highlights, I mean I really want um, the brutal shit. Yes. Um, uh, there's a scene with uh, mashed potatoes. OK, let's wait. Let's let, let's save the mashed potatoes. Um, oh, save the mashed potatoes. Um, how about how about the scene with the bleach? Are we going to talk about the, the bleach? Do we how do we want to how are we ordering how we talk about the kills? Because I can think of like a few major death kills that i think are particularly brutal there's a, okay just just let's just talk about one and we'll, there, like, there's the girl anything gets, before the very there's end. the girl who gets like ally who gets like flayed and like dismembered like gets one of her arms ripped off and then the other one ripped in yes. half down the middle that's like that okay. is that is probably like the most notable kill scene in this movie there's um, um there is the bleach scene which also is the the studded that's club part scene. Of, um that's part of that scene right no 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 no, no. when she gets ripped apart no he's the, like the cutting her open salt? the bleach and salt is um 
Brooke at the end when she's um when she gets clubbed to death, she gets she gets the bleach and salt pushed into her skin. If I'm not mistaken. But I thought I thought he bred Lara. I thought he brought the bleach and salt up into the bedroom. Oh, he does. He I think was... he does too, but he does it to Brooke too. Because remember, okay. he for Brooke, he like clubs her. He he like doesn't he like pour the acid on Brooke? Oh yeah, the acid. The acid. He is pours the acid, thing. then clubs her, and then while she's still laying there, dumps bleach on her, and then rubs salt in her. <laughs> he like does a whole number on her. If I'm not mistaken, I this, could be wrong. This is um, we're getting. We're getting real in the weeds here. There's just but so. Yes. I mean, first of all, let's just be clear about the shit that he's doing. It's ne- It's all fucked up. It's all. Uh, it's all really. This all very extreme. Might be, maybe it is. Horror maybe it kill. is Allie. I, I'm trying to keep straight. Which kill is which? Um. um it's like Allie. Allie. The bedroom kill is like the the longest one. Absolutely. And the most extreme absolutely. One. Uh. And and so at least in this release, I don't know if this will be in every release of this film. They ended with a, uh, like a behind the scenes where they talked about oh, yeah, they staging some of the too, scenes yeah. for this. And they specifically talked about the bedroom scene and how they were originally filming this when they had to shut down production for COVID, yes. which led to them completely rewriting the scene and making it like 10 times more brutal and longer. So upsetting, <laughs> which is like it, it, when you see the scene, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Like that they <laughs> just extended the scene because it's like, it's already a really brutal kill. Yeah. That, and like has Brooke. It's Allie. That right? is the one in the bedroom. Allie. Okay. Allie. Allie being like stalked around the house, followed in by Art the Clown after like this whole trick or treat song and dance, whatever just seemingly brutally hacked to bits in her bedroom. And then art, the clown leaves and it's like, Oh, she's just going to like bleed out here. But then no, he comes back with the bleach and salt. Yes. <laughs> and just like covers her in it makes all the wounds that much worse, like breaks her arms. One of them down the middle and the other one in half. Yep. And then like flays her alive and like when her mom comes back, <laughs> she comes into the room and sees her like with most of her flesh cut off, still alive, being like, help me <laughs> and like moving and stuff. And it's just like while she's still having pieces cut off of her, it's just so, so fucking upsetting. Yeah. Like. On the level of like those mutilation scenes from House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but like even more graphic than that. <laughs> yes, yeah. It is just so over the top and upsetting, and it. So that's what. So, but that scene, like the the way they extended and stuff like that. That's what I say. Like they played some of that for like comedic value. Like it is like, it's, yeah. It is just so when he, fucking absurd. Like when he runs in gleefully with the bleach and salt, it's like you know what's happening, and it's like it's brutal, but also it's so silly that he's doing that. Yes. Like it's just like it, nobody does this. And this also, isn't even. It's also so silly mo- when like the mom walks in and she's still alive, which is just like absolutely fucking not. 
Like this, it's char- patently absurd. Even There's if, no way a human being would be alive at this point. If the character like, were she's... alive at all, they would not be conscious. I can tell you that they would be like in a, a vegetable state, about to die. Like you know, she's being played at this point by a very realistic animatronic, which is very cool looking, yeah. and I'm glad for all the practical effects yes. that they use in this film. Yeah, one thing about this movie is the practical notch. effects are just fucking awesome. It is so oh, it's so, so good. Um, Again, the behind the scenes really help with this. You get to see them like pumping the blood out and stuff it looks so good yeah. like I'm, um, but the, I'm glad they went all practical the mom's screams are just so funny they are so over the i mean not that there's any amount of screaming in that situation that would be over the top but it's just no. like it's so <laughs> dramatic and silly and cheesy the way she screams and doesn't go anywhere she just screams and just stands there like that's what's funny about it is she's just like screaming in places like you wouldn't like run away or something like obviously this clown just did this like you should probably leave woman um of course the mom gets beheaded and used as a trick-or-treat bowl for kids which is very funny too um (laughs) yeah he cuts the top off her head and is like using it to hand out candy and they're like oh like this is kind of sticky oh it's just the fake blood and corn syrup it's so funny because like (laughs) The smell of real blood is distinctive. So it's so funny that these, like, <laughs> every, no way. everybody's like, There's oh, it's just no blood. like real blood smells so strongly of iron. You would smell it like <laughs> I guarantee you would know this is real. But OK, like it's it's that fun little like goofy. Yeah. Like, this is an example oh, of, again, the, this is Halloween. So nobody it all blends together. Yeah. You know, it's just another example of this movie play leaning into some of like the silliness factor of art. Um, And like this whole kill sequence at this like, first of all, I mean, they live at like this, like a really wealthy, obviously house in like the suburbs somewhere. Like they have a huge yeah. house, like, um, you know, yeah, like this like silly sequence at this like wealthy home somewhere. Um, you know, it's pretty funny. It's pretty fun. Um, I mean, it's upsetting. Allie seemed like a nice enough girl. Um, <laughs> she didn't deserve whatever yep. art yep. <laughs> was doing. Um, honestly, Allie probably seemed nicer than Brooke. So, um, but I love Brooke too. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Other, other upsetting scenes. What else we got? We've got, um, well, we could talk about Brooke. We could talk about, uh, the mom, um, mashed potatoes. Well, the mom's um, death and then the mashed potatoes. The mom has to die before we get to mashed yeah, potatoes. Yeah. So, so, um, the mom, the mom of the, the two kids that we saw like in the beginning, Sienna and Jonathan, um, she has a fight with Jonathan um the the dramatic call- fight earlier where he called her a bitch i referenced yeah it. he called her a bitch and then she she goes out to the garage and her car is like covered in shaving uh, cream and a smash shav- pumpkin shaving cream and a smash pumpkin and the word bitch is right. written on there so this she's is, like oh jonathan this is so funny you, how could you do this it's so funny because we know it wasn't jonathan like we are 100 percent sure this was not jonathan so it's so funny to think art the clown was just like you know what I'm going to cover this car in shaving cream. And, <laughs> right. Bitch. Among all my other crimes tonight, I will commit mild vandalism and vandalism in the name of nothing, because I'm just going to kill this woman. Like, it's not like I'm going to commit vandalism and chase her for a while. Like the car's not going anywhere. I'm no. not going to make her clean it first. I'm just going to kill her. Um, yeah. He just waits for her in there. And after she freaks out about it, he just blows her face open with the sawed off shotgun. Yeah. It's so it's very straightforward. Funny. Then. Um, and then, and, but then he, he poses her at the dinner table and Jonathan, Jonathan comes out and sees her. He's re- and Jonathan is like, has returned because he ran away after the 
fighting what she called his mama bitch. Yeah, he ran away. He came back. He comes back to see this like creepy, horrifying, fucked up scene, and it gets worse when Art the clown comes out of the kitchen, like with oven mitts and an apron, carrying a thing of mashed potatoes. It's the mashed potatoes. <laughs> Why does he have mashed and potatoes? It, when did the mashed potatoes get made? Who made them? Did Art the clown make them? Taken like, this time to make mashed potatoes. I don't know. Do you think he like but, mashed? Like, do you think they're like real? Like he took potatoes boiled them <laughs> mashed them added milk and butter and garlic and salt he or do you think they're like to from make a sure that they mix? like what do you think he, i feel like art the clown is not someone to cut corners yeah i think he made i feel like i actually think he would, he get, would have made the real deal i think he would like, get pleasure out of mashing potatoes i think he would like <laughs> exactly. like that action um, he would have i could see him in the kitchen just mashing and mashing he would 100 do some like gross cooking like he would like love like the grosser <laughs> aspects of cooking um, yeah. If you need somebody so, to like so, chop your raw meat, like Art's your man. Uh, he pops out of the kitchen just looking like the perfect housewife with these mashed potatoes and saunters over to the mom with her face blown open and just grabs a big hunk of mashed potatoes and shoves them into her blown open face. So, so fucking upsetting. This is this is the moment when like everyone in the crowd that I was with was just like, ugh. <laughs> This is so, so deeply fucked up. Jonathan, this is, Jonathan this just is, standing there like, <gasps> and I'm like, yeah, you're right. This is very, this upsetting. is the sawed in half moment for this film. Like this yeah. is the, the peak level here. That was super fucked up. Other crazy shit that happens. Okay. So we talked about how Sienna goes to the nightclub, gets her drink spiked with ecstasy. Mostly just has with a good Molly. time. It's with Molly. Molly, that Molly is ecstasy. Yeah, it's, it's just like, pure ecstasy. We should be clear about the uh, difference, you know. Molly yes. Okay. So she gets to drink spunk, spiked with Molly. She mostly just has a good time I, with I her friend. I specifically think it should be she's... different because Molly's a little like, it. You know, ecstasy makes it seem like it's a little more serious than it is. Molly is like, you know. Okay, okay. But she she mostly is like fine, but she's a little pissed she, off. She at has her a moment of, of for, anger and then they get over it. Like like taking advantage of her. And then she's like and part of what, what drives what happens next is like she's she's pissed off and her friend owes her one. So she's driving her her friend's driving her home and she gets this call from Jonathan that's like, Oh, I'm Wait, 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 wait. That's a whole that skips a whole like plot element of like where what she sees we skip she sees the little girl in the club while she's dancing, she she does see that but and then come but on, she has a we... meltdown she like starts screaming and yelling and it's not her friend isn't taking her home because she owes her one her friend is taking her home because she's having a meltdown, okay she's yeah like, so that happens and it, it's important yes. to me because to my my thinking of the way this scene plays out. Is that the friend is not the most considerate, compassionate friend about her? Oh friend no, absolutely not. She's like, she just wants to be out of the situation, well, and she's like, kind of mean to Sienna. She's like, you've just been like Miss Grimm this whole time, and it's like, well, her dad tried to kill herself, and then you slipped her a drug in her drink without telling her, like, which is the worst because, like, she she. Like when after she revealed that she gave her the drug, she was like, I just wanted you to have a fun time tonight. But clearly she doesn't actually care. She just wants to have a she fun time. She wants to have a fun time. And also you don't slip somebody drugs when you know that they're on fucking like, 
medica- medication. Yeah. Like you don't do, she's you don't on, do that. Like they're, she's on like antidepressants. She's on Xanax. Yeah. She's taking Xanax, she's which is something that you really don't want to mix with a whole lot of recreational exactly. drugs. Like, exactly. Not, not something you want to be surprising somebody. Yeah. With. And so like, I, I think that plot point is important that it's not just like her friend owes her one. It's it. Okay, she's fair. Fu- fucked her over like her friend did a bad thing like <laughs> yes but but that does influence the dynamic going to this next scene which is when she's driving her home and they get a call from jonathan seemingly um which is that like he's he's off at the old abandoned carnival in of course town. there's an old abandoned carnival somewhere in new jersey i gotta say yeah, i don't think is- that's real um this is like this is like when the the abandoned mannequin factory shows up in Saw. It's <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but it's like I'm at the old carnival. Come get me! Like I'm scared they abandoned me here. But you see at the same time, actually, the person on the phone is the little girl. Yes, riding shotgun with Art the Clown. She's somehow <laughs> making like, his voice. I don't understand. Yeah, she's talking with his voice, which like. She's not even real. She's not even a real person. But like, how is she talking with his voice? Who knows? This is Art the Clown and his metaphysical, magical being. Like, right? Who knows how this works? Exactly. But yeah, so they go follow him to the carnival, and predictably, it's a shit show. Um, well, bad things, bad things happen. Um the 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 boyfriend of the friend yes um is there and gets his dick cut off yeah um, well he gets which stabbed is... in the groin area a bunch of times and then it's not so much cut off yeah. as ripped off yeah he's he's stabbed in the dick multiple times and then yeah ripped and off it was just a, a particularly brutal scene for the crowd who has penises <laughs> was, uh, uh... yes Everybody, everybody who was around me was just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah. I was just like, <laughs> "I was like, but like I had seen it coming. Like as soon as he said it, like he was going to take a piss, I'm yep, like, it's exactly. gonna be a dick yeah, it's, it's gonna be a dick the moment I was he like, said I'm, he was gonna pee. I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> I'm just bracing myself for it. I'm like, oh, so when it came, I was just like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that was coming. Yes. All right, <laughs> it was pretty fun though. Like, I mean um it's it's upsetting but like art really like is going over the top with this kill too and it is pretty funny um no. he like slams the dick on like the car window and brooke is like oh my god i'm like yeah okay and it's like, um... <laughs> he rips it off and then just like splashes, <laughs> splashes it against the window the camera briefly zooms in menacingly and like, right, yeah <laughs> in yeah. case we didn't know what was happening it's like all right i get it that's a dick um yeah, and he chases Brooke through the abandoned carnival and eventually kills her with a number of various implements, including his cat of nine tails, which he finally brings out in this installment. Well, he brings out the cat of nine tails. He whips her a bunch. He then pulls out some acid, which he throws in her face. So she's like melting. And then he just starts pulling out his wooden club that is like cut through with all of these various sharp objects and starts just beating her with it um she oh yeah yeah it show they show him building that in one of the opening scenes where he like takes a baseball bat and is like putting a like a 
a nail in it. Isn't that and technically then an opening? A scalpel in it, and then like a bunch That's of other technically things. Technically, an opening scene that is previewed in the original when he like smashes the TV screen. And then yeah, he starts building a bat. Yeah, it's part of that. It's part of that in the first one, but I think in this one they, they show added more him and he, building and he building finally bat, uses which like, wasn't part yeah, of the first yeah. one. Um, so yeah, he and then he leaves her to die, um, which is really, I mean, too bad for her. That's all like a rough way yeah. to go. And then after that, it's just all the showdown between him and Jonathan and Sienna, um, which is is long and I don't really want to get too much into, but it's very archetypal. You know, it's very like she's the force of good. He's the force of evil. Um, there's a dunk tank involved, like a, fun, like yeah, a dunk tank is Houdini fun. style, like underwater escape tank with a tentacle. Um, there's like a weird tentacle. Yeah, the tentacle. There's a lot of surreal stuff that happens in this part. Yeah. It's like, like, what kind of world are we in? We haven't in, really like know? touched on some of like the weird, like the way this like channels like 80s D&D fantasy. Like it like, like, oh. you know, like she's like doing like, she's like this like avenging angel that her dad drew these characters for, which is very D&D just in and of itself. Like he just like designed yeah, characters. Yeah. Like, um and like and he's like this like force of evil which is like very similar and then she like has to find this like magic blade that like lights up with power and like it's like these very like old school fantasy archetypes which is like just like an yes. interesting and like the music is very 80s when all of this is happening it's like very clearly got a certain like while it has 80s horror oh on the yeah brain, it's also got like this like 80s over the top fantasy stuff on the brain too. the music is like synth wave yeah. type stuff like that over the top 80s aping type electronic absolutely. music yeah it's really good i really like the music in this actually I think oh it's absolutely really, really I, I loved it so yeah. much i think like uh like i looked at the uh the credits after this i can't remember who was involved but there was at least one synth wave artist that i remembered it was like oh yeah they're like they're really good absolutely um, yeah it was it was top notch stuff and yeah just like th- this whole part is like archetypal clashes between good and evil yes um it was really cool and but it, it's and pretty like, rough I mean she gets roughed up yeah Sienna yeah gets... like the brutality continues and she gets very brutally hit and and so does the little brother oh too okay. which like we should talk about some of notably the stuff it's so funny. Like, yeah, he gets his hands, like, half devoured by the cannibalistic clown at one point. He's also, when he's, uh, like, eating the kid's foot and ankle at one point, he's just, like, gnawing on this kid's leg. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anytime he thinks somebody's, like, passed out, he'll, like, try to eat them, apparently. Yes. Um, it's very troubling. But, like, yeah, we got to see... This is some of the more brutal stuff done to a sub-teenager in a horror movie. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We don't usually see... I mean, we've talked about it on the pod before. Like, stuff in, like, horror movies tends to stay away from kids, especially after, like, the 70s and early 80s. Like, they just stopped showing horror happening to kids. Yeah. Um, but in this one, like, this kid is getting, like, gnawed on. He's getting... Uh, yeah. He's getting mutilated yeah. and like w- along with everybody else, it's pretty brutal. And he's a survivor, you know, he sticks in there. Um, but yeah, ultimately, uh, Sienna manages to kill the clown and decapitate him. And 
but the 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 little girl spirit who we still have no idea like what the fuck she even is no at this point runs away with the head um we think that she's connected somewhat to the the story of why the carnival got shut down which is that a little girl died there I th- wait i think we more than think that i feel like that's like a well yeah obvious, right? it's definitely connected but like we don't know like why if like is she, she's probably the little girl that died there but why did she become like an art the clown ghost thing yeah and how i don't is she know connected yeah, to yeah. art the clown so that is still very I mean, much up a lot in the air. We don't really know, right? Like, um, and so um, before we touch on like something like the the in credit scene, which I feel like we yeah. obviously have to discuss. Um, we do, um, we do. That's the last thing we yeah, have to um, talk. About. We should touch on some of like the the unexplained elements of this, like the more fantastical elements. Like, yes. Um, so like we don't know the little girl stuff. We also don't know what role like Sienna and Jonathan's dad really plays in everything that's been happening. Like. He right. drew these characters. He drew art. He drew Sienna and her angel outfit. Like, and somehow he seemed to have, and like, we know that he had a tumor that made him like erratic and insane. I kind of thought at some point we'd learned that he was art. Um, yeah. Yeah. I felt like that, that might be where this was leading. But I, I but think maybe, not. I think maybe the implication has been more that he created art in some way by creating the character like a, like a metaphysical sense yeah like he, he brought him into the world through his mind i think the bigger thing is that of course we're gonna find out more in sequels to come obviously yeah um right and um but like it is interesting that we've got this like through plot of like this this deceased father who drew these characters before he should have been able to um and then suddenly they were there um so obviously something is related there right and like this sword that she that sienna got from her dad it was a gift that lights up and she can use it to behead art like obviously something is happening right but we don't really get that information and it's it's interesting that the movie very intentionally leaves so much of that just like up for mystery like it it doesn't it doesn't want to explain it it's been a point of criticism from some critics they don't like the like the vagueness i think it kind of works i know i think it. it works I like well i like that you can get just enough by implication to like understand what's going on but like leaves enough for like future installments yeah i also think like compared to the last one there's so much plot in this oh my one. gosh you you don't want to explain too much actually, because so we know there's going to be a sequel that's like a point so that's another point say. of criticism people say like when this thing tries to tell a story i'm like but I think you're I think people are maybe misreading what kind of story this movie wants to tell. It doesn't want to tell like a deep, like Ernest Hemingway heavy story about where everything has layers. Like it's just like Yeah. It's just like a general story about people navigating through life and there's an evil clown in the mix. Like Yeah. <laughs> you know. And it's you know, it's also like it it's very clear that it's trying to stick strictly to archetypes, like good versus yeah. evil. And like the and just like this girl's life who's upended by this horrifying murderous clown and like how much of an advanced story can you tell with that well like they had a lot of fun with it and they managed to put in some characters who have some good nuances and like feel like real people who have stuff to say and like interact with each other in a realistic way so yeah, ultimately, I feel like it feels like a real world, and yeah. it feels like 
it, as ridiculous as Art the Clown and his stuff is, it's like the people who react to him feel real. Yeah, I, and that makes it more horrifying. I think it was like I never really felt while watching this runtime that like the story wasn't enough to sustain it. Like I never, you know. Of course, sometimes it diverges from the the main storyline to just show a a rough kill. Sure, whatever. That's all. That's the nature of an Art the Clown movie. Um, yeah, I never, but I never felt like the story was like so thin that you just like, like it felt like Sienna was interesting. So every time we were following her, I was like, yeah, I'm happy here. Like this is good. I don't know. I felt like the story was was pretty solid in this one. I mean, it's weird that there are some people who still think. I feel like some people will never think the story's enough where there's violence involved. So like, that's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it like, in like, if you don't want to see that level of violence, sure. that's fair. But you know, if you, if you're interested in this kind of film, I feel like this is a pretty good version of yeah. it. It's definitely more fleshed out than the previous one, which as I said, I initially was not the biggest fan of, but I've grown to like, and this one I think really ups the ante. Yes. In terms of like both the kills and like the overall quality of the story. Like it really has more of a story to tell than just a 90 minute fun house of extreme gore kills. I mean, at the end like, of the day, this movie really is about two siblings overcoming a trauma in their lives. And yeah. like trying to overcome that together and come together in the face of that after having some issues being close early on in the movie. Um, really, it's an extremely cartoonish version of the same dynamic faced in Smile. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Although they, the siblings uh, like, and Smile is... never come together, but. Uh... No, they don't. They don't. In this one, they do, though, and they, they manage to fight against the evil together. Um, but, but this, you know, this is a classic story about, you know, people who've been traumatized before overcoming extreme evil and especially in a family like this coming together through it. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. You know, it may be a very basic story, but it's well done and it's pretty seamlessly integrated into this world that you wouldn't expect to have an actual story having seen the previous installments. Right. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. So let's, let's just talk about the end scene and then we can close out with like the general horror, uh, terrifier Two experience overview. Of course. Um, so the end scene takes place at the insane asylum, um, where, Chris Jericho is one of the orderlies. Uh, One of the funnier elements of this movie is that Chris Jericho is in it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Felisa Rose is in this movie too. She has a cameo as one of the teachers at the high school. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe we didn't mention that already. Yes. We definitely have to have to give her a name check. Uh, But yeah, they're, they're at the insane asylum where uh, Vicky is being held and uh, they're, you know, hearing these noises or whatever. And one of the nurses goes to check on her and she's like giving birth to the head of Art the Clown. It's like one of the most upsetting things ever. (laughs) And the head is like, like sneering at her. And like, I think the little girl is there too. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's all, it's just like, okay. Yeah. Like this isn't over, you know, just because 
we all know that Art the Clown can't die just because he got decapitated, obviously. Right. But in this case, it's like, oh, here's a new, weird, fucked up way he can stay alive. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the end to that one. It's pretty upsetting. That's fun. <laughs> it's very upsetting. I, I do not like it. Um, <laughs> so that's Terrifier 2. It's really fucked up. Um it's apparently well. First of all, it's making a pretty good go at the box office. I mean, this is so. It's going into its second weekend now. It was supposed to have a very limited run for one weekend in theaters because, like, I mean, just first of all, this movie is unrated. There's no way in in hell that this movie could ever get an R rating. No. <laughs> so this movie is definitely unrated it's playing in special engagements across the country um but it did so well last weekend that it's playing for a second weekend yes uh in at least around me the same locations as before it's also it's we should be clear that it's doing as well as it's doing with very limited theaters i mean like and show times like in even in new york it's like certain theaters but it's only like one showtime per day um yeah yeah it was it was one showtime per day here for a total of three showtimes the whole week right uh which i mean they were still so when i went to see it on a friday night there were probably like 40 people there or something really fun crowd for that oh everybody yeah. was super into it um it was funny because like towards the beginning there was like a group towards the back that was like talking during the movie i was like oh god is this gonna be a bad experience but as soon as the gory kills started they shut up in a real (laughs) (laughs) like oh good now it's quiet thank you art for keeping them quiet (laughs) oh no not thank you art um it's very surprising how well this movie's doing um it's already made over a million dollars. It was made for two hundred fifty thousand, yep. which is probably significantly more than the previous installments, but still like very cheap for a movie that can play in theaters. Uh, and it's coming around for another run at the weekend. Um, Plus, it has it's going to hit streaming by the end of the month. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's probably going to be on Screenbox eventually. Well, we know this it's going to uh, be on Screenbox. They have said yeah. that. I'm assuming that it'll be available for like video on demand on others too. Yes. Um, yeah, in addition to the splash it's making at the box office, it's also been making the news for uh some of the medical issues well, <laughs> that have been arising from the screen of this. People are supposedly vomiting and passing out during showings of this film. Which, I I mean, you hear this a lot with horror movies. It's always like kind of a fun little promotional thing. They're like, yeah, this is the movie that's making people pass out. But like, I could I could actually see it with this one. Like some of this stuff is, is pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I can't um, believe it. It's pretty gross. Yeah, I, I do believe it. I do believe it. You know, nobody in my auditorium passed out. I will say that. Some people did leave, like, during the worst scenes, but they all, like, came back. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I feel like I heard from, like, a few seats down, like, oh, you're awake now or something. I was like, wait, what? What's going on? But I don't, Are I never figured awake? out what, well, I've never figured out what that was about. But, um, like, as people were going by me, they were like, oh, yeah, that was the shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> this was a very fun audience. They were like yelling at all the right points. It was the guy got his dick stabbed. Like all the guys were like, Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> this was, this is a very interactive audience. Definitely a fun thing to see in theaters, but yeah, apparently people are passing out. Who knows if this is real, but also, you know, if if there were a movie for people to pass this out, would in, would, this would be it. I would one hundred percent. It's got long, extended, very brutal gore scenes, yep. uh, and that might be too much for. And some they're people. practical effects; they're not CGI gore. CGI gore tends yeah. to look. It's just different. Like practical effects don't necessarily always look more realistic, but they do look like goopier and like grosser. CGI yeah. gore tends to look more like just like red water or something. Yeah. This stuff just looks very gross. Yeah. It really it's, is. It's really gross. The the bedroom scene and the mashed potato scene are very disturbing. Mashed potato scene I is like can't... when Jill Tuck dies. And then if imagine if like she got mashed potatoes shoved in her face. After <laughs> she that. got mashed potatoes after. I still can't believe I saw this at a dine-in theater and I ate a meal during I could have eaten during I'm glad. I could have eaten during this. I'm glad. I'm glad I ate early during the clown cafe scene rather than the mashed potatoes. That's probably scene, for the but, best. I could, yeah. but I could have eaten it, during most of this. That I could not eat during the first terrifier because of the hacksaw scene. I would have had the to hacksaw eat. scene yeah. would be very difficult yeah. to eat during. I do. I also do wonder at a certain point, you know, there is definitely a psychological effect of hearing that other people pass out. Of course. Um, yeah. So notoriously, um chuck palahniuk's short story guts oh god yeah is known for creating a number of faintings during his live readings of this and one time i i went to a live reading um for chuck palahniuk and he read a number of things including guts and during the reading of the story i did feel just an overwhelming sense uh just like like this is not right like something is very bad and like i've i'd heard the story before i'd read it a number of times um but just hearing it live and like also having all the build-up of like having heard that people pass out during this i was like this isn't good and i had to leave the auditorium oh i didn't i didn't pass out but I was like, I feel like maybe if I don't leave right now, I might pass out. I don't wow. know. And there were a number of people who had to leave the auditorium at that time. Wow. Um, so I was like, to this day, I'm like, I still wonder, like, how much of that was like the story itself, which is definitely very brutal. And hearing it live is very different from reading it on your own at your own pace. Of course. But also how much of it is just like the buildup of like hearing that like hundreds of people have passed out hearing the story before. Right. Uh, now we're going to read it to you. Like, uh, so it is, it, it might be kind of a mind virus thing. Who of knows? Course, yeah. um, who knows why people pass out during movies? If they do, how much of it is played up? What we do know is that at least in one case, there's actually been a photo shared of the paramedics showing up. <laughs> somebody passed out at one of these terrifier screens wow that seems hard to so, fake so <laughs> yeah that's that's a new that's a new one that's what you get in the era of mobile phones with cameras right. um it's pretty great this was a hell of a movie it's making quite the splash right love now it. love it. it we we love it we love it like we always like a horror movie 
breaking into the discourse, but especially something like this that isn't afraid to be freaky and weird and fucked up. Yeah. That's just awesome. This one is for the sickos. This is a, a disgusting <laughs> Sickos, <movie. laughs> yes. Um, so fucking love it. Fucking love it. Um, yeah. Just and bizarre. art is rapidly becoming a new horror icon, like on the level of like Freddie and Jason. I think He's art is, up a, there. is an icon. He's up there with Jigsaw in, in like the more contemporary canon um, and will be with time added to the longstanding canon. Absolutely. So, uh, we've had quite the journey through horror tonight. It has been. Is there, it has been quite a time. Um, anything else you want to say before we close out? No, not really. Just go, go fucking watch the art, the clown movies. Yeah. Go watch it. Go fuck yourself over for a night. if, If you can stand it, let me be clear. You, you definitely, you know, whether you can watch this. Well, apparently that's not true because people keep passing out of movie theaters. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, I would watch a movie that I knew I might pass out during. Oh, not everyone would. Okay. Uh, you know, if you're into extreme gore or not, if you are, go check this out. If not, you you know, you know, don't do it to, to yourself. This don't do it thing. to yourself <laughs> if, you, if you're not in for this. But yeah, I highly encourage anyone who's at all interested. Go check it out. Go fuck up your weekend. Go have to sleep with the lights on like I did after watching uh, All Hallows Eve the other night. Just, <laughs> you know, just ruin your week. It's fun. It makes you feel alive. It's the sort of thing that only cinema can bring into your life. Hopefully, because we don't want to run into people like this in real nope, life. Sure do not. Yeah. So until next time, you know, vibe with the Halloween season. This is probably the most upsetting thing we're going to cover this Halloween season. I sure hope so. We'll hopefully be back with something a little more lighthearted next week. But just Tell us what you're watching, as always, to get into the Halloween spirit. You can reach out to us at Movies on Twitter or email us, buzzedonmovies at gmail.com. And until next time, we'll see you at the movies. We'll see you at the movies. Or in the downstairs area of the Abracadabra. Whichever. (laughs) We'll see you with the mashed potatoes. No! (laughs) 